the clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi there, everybody. It's Friday, and this is Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide for this final day in January 2020. Made it through the first month of this year. I won't say unscathed, but we made it through. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, that other voice you hear there, of course, is Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you? Oh, you know, um, uh, making the most of it, making the most of it um, okay. on my end. And, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble of the Swamp. The Hi, of a- we did. Yeah. Hi. We No, we, we didn't get through January yet. We still have six more or five more hours to go. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, we, we've got a little bit more time to go, folks. So we'll see what happens, um, you know. And, uh, yeah. So uh, I, w- just a little caveat for tonight's show. I don't know exactly how Rain is feeling, but I, I talked to Joe a little bit before we started the show. Um, and... Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like, nah, we, I don't want to talk about politics too much, but I will not prevent anybody from having anything to say on this program tonight that they would like to talk about. And I will, and I will inter, I'll interact. I will, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so, so I don't know how you're feeling rain. Um, but I'm, I'm like kind of checked out for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be honest with you, Ken. Mm-hmm. I um I almost canceled. Well, I you know, uh I wouldn't have blamed you. I wouldn't have blamed you. But I think we could we can uh, again try and make the most of it at least in our small world we can have some nice things, right? Maybe not the the macro scope uh, of things, but on the microscopic version we can, you know, talk about some things that, you know, are, are interesting that are unrelated to some of the nonsense that's going on right now. Except I would like to address Wilbur Ross's beautiful new hair dye job. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I, I just, just, just a, a little pointer for, for Mr. Campbell Thoop. Um, <laughs> you already look like you're 120. Do you think mm. the Grecian formula... Is really helping you out on what little hair you have left by dyeing it jet black. Oh God! Probably would have been better off with the uh, spray tan stuff that uh, oh. Miller was using. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I'm thinking that was I'm, spray tan. That was spray tan on his hair. 
<laughs> Excuse me. Well, I, I just, think the spray stuff would have looked better. That's all. I thought maybe you just... Uh, it's, it's black bean soup. I just smeared it on the side of my head. Yeah, uh, but, uh, it was but, blackface. Yeah. It was blackface spray tan that oh. he used on his hair because he wanted well, to be politically correct. Sure, there you go. Um, little shoe polish, as it were. Um, but yeah, so, but I will say, yeah, Wilbur Ross was on like Fox Business News basically saying, oh, it's great that so many Chinese people are getting sick from coronavirus. Um, it's going to be a boon for America, for American work. It's going to be great. What? Yeah. 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 I, I found that more offensive than his hair dye because we don't even know what coronavirus is. Oh, oh, it's yeah. Like that's we don't even know what SARS was. I mean, it's a group of viruses yeah. they have no one set of what this virus it's not mm-hmm. one virus yeah so uh yeah and uh and but uh but yeah so it, absolutely that was wildly offensive but uh, i just you know just reality check for will uh wilbur um that you look stupider, <laughs> stupider. you don't look younger you look How stupider old is he again 117 I think that there's a three percent margin of error in that. <laughs> you know, he may be 117, but he looks 120. He's in his 80s at least. He's really, he's a really elderly man. He is. He, I mean, he's, yeah. Like I'm not being ageist here. He's he's old and wealthy, so he thinks it's a good deal oh, to get soup? Campbell's soup at Seven Eleven. How old is he, Joe? You, you're looking it up. No, I'm not, because I don't give a shit. I, I, I hope he dies. This is and a I... can of Campbell's soup. This in the can of Campbell's soup. Well, I just bought this can today at a 7-Eleven down here, the can of Campbell's soup. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we, we definitely don't want to... Um, to dwell too much on something like that because and, and you know and this is it you know and this is terrible because they just had the chinese new year i don't hate china you know i don't i i think that we should have a greater relationship with china and oh i maybe not north korea hmm, hmm. just a thought um, you know, I, I think China's a beautiful country. Uh, their human rights abuses suck, but that's all the more reason for us to work with them. Um, you know, uh, I mean, the people of China, when I say China, I mean the people of China. I know a lot of Chinese immigrants who come, you know, I was just the, you know, uh, today. Our, I neighbors, went, our neighbors are Chinese immigrants. Uh, well, today I went to my favorite Chinese uh, uh, restaurant downtown. Not the greatest restaurant in the world, but it's it's serviceable Chinese food for lunch. And, uh, and I was talking to him a few weeks ago and I was like, Oh, I was, I, I wished him a happy new year. And I said, Oh, and, and you know, I hope you have a, a good Chinese new year too. And the guy was super excited that I acknowledged that and, you know, talked to me about, you know, what it was like and everything and how crazy busy it is. And they jack up prices on everything, you know? And so a lot like America, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, they, they basically turn it into a tourist trap. Uh, so, uh, you know, they learned something from capitalism over there. And, you know, and, and he was like, oh, my God. And going there, he's, he said, you know, taking the whole family would cost him like $10,000 or something like that for airfare alone. Um, and, you know, and then I went over there today. 
uh, ordered way too much food and almost fell asleep on my desk today, and I'm still stuffed. I didn't even have dinner because I'm like, I'm still, I'm still sitting, you know, it's sitting there. This mushroom chicken and, and broccoli chicken and fried rice is just like hanging out there like a brick. All those people will say, oh, Chinese food, you're hungry an hour later. Bullshit. It's just like any other food. You eat enough of it, you get full, and it stays there. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, so it's, it's interesting to talk to people from China, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I don't get political ever with them, but, you know. Um, but it's, it, you know, it is an interesting um thing you know because you know they, and again I, I mentioned this before uh, is um there was a delay because you know i collect migos and the new the new line of migos was delayed because of the chinese new year and like migo corporation had to come out and say it's going to be delayed because the chinese new year where we thought we'd be able to get it done but we weren't able to and now the coronavirus actually might delay the release of uh of that new line too i'm not worried about it i want to make sure that everybody's healthy and safe that's all i care about so but yeah um but yeah so wilbur ross does not represent america if anybody from china is listening to our show we love you as fellow human beings and we would never wish any ill will on you though you know and we we hope Joe did, you but and we hoped well not on, not, on wilbur not china not no china. I, th- I i thought he meant wilbur yeah, yeah, yeah wilbur well, i gave you no yeah. No, I, I don't fucking care. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't care about that. Uh, you know, but the people of China, uh, yeah, I care more about the people of China than Wilbur Ross, hands down. Um, and uh, no, and but you know, it's not just yeah. that he—he he wasn't just talking about. I mean, the callousness of what he said was yeah. astounding. Just well, that's nothing he, new. You know, he basically was saying that this is a great business. You know, this is good for American business. He doesn't know that this this virus, this group of viruses, whatever it is, mm-hmm. could become an epidemic here. Yeah. Well, and, and not just that. He says it's good for American businesses. Tell me how good it is for the Mego Corporation, which is an American business that outsources its manufacturing to China uh. and now has uh, one delay from a holiday and now a second delay from the coronavirus. Th- these are American people. Joel Rosenweig. And uh, Marty Abrams are American citizens who are running the company and have a lot of different employees. My friend Rachel Baker, the seamstress uh, for Migo, who who creates the outfits and everything, um, you know, she's going to be affected. Everybody, everybody who's, you know, so, I mean, what exact American business Wilbur Roth is going to benefit, you know, um, it's just it's it's so dark and and cynical from somebody who's so like so wealthy he's just above everything you know and uh yeah he can he can fuck off and die um uh you know what they're all gonna die eventually yeah yep take solace in that folks uh, I want to give a shout out right now. Uh, he he's uh, uh, still unable to access Chat Tango, but uh, Livin said he wouldn't be able to make it to the chat room because, of course, the hospital for some reason blocks filthy, filthy disgu- or filthy, filthy Chat Tango. He posted a little while ago. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And so. um, yeah, send him, send him. I don't know, flowers, some cards, some gift certificates. He's trying to get in touch. He's trying to have the nurses get in touch with the social workers at the hospital so he can go on disability. 
Yeah. He's, yeah. he's still in the hospital, and he's 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 going through. It, it's bad. He might have to have an, another surgery. Well, so he said, you know, he 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 gave us all his address, um, the room he's in and whatnot. Try to do something a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, yeah, and and remain optimistic for him too, because you know he he's a he's a tough guy. He's a fighter. Um, you know he'll come through this uh, no matter what. So. Um, and we wish him the best. So, and we miss you and we're, we're keeping a spot warm for you in Chattango. So, um, all right. Um, I want to talk about a couple things here. I, you know, in this in particular, I was, uh, I wanted to get, uh, I think both of you, uh, if you've never heard of this movie, you probably aren't are not going to watch it because it's one of the most irresponsible pieces of American filmmaking in all of history. And it's a movie that was released. It was made made in the seventies and it was released in nineteen eighty one. And it's called Roar. Have you seen it, Rain? No, I don't it's think so. Starred Tippy Hedren. Everybody knows Tippy Hedren. Uh, she's a Melanie all Griffith. Birds. Melanie Griffith's mother. Dakota uh, Dakota Johnson's grandmother. Um, yeah, so Melanie, Gr- Melanie Griffith was in it, too. Um, it was directed by Noel Marshall, and it starred John Marshall. I think Noel, uh, John Marshall was Tippi Hedren's husband at the time and had some of the Marshall sons in it as well. It was mostly a family family picture. Basically, the, it was a... It's a 1981 adventure comedy film, and uh, basically, this the it, it, it the story follows a man who lives with lions, tigers, and other big cats in Africa. When his family attempts to visit him, they are accidentally left alone with a number of animals that they fear. Okay, oh. here's the story behind Roar, and I, I'm gonna paraphrase. That was from Wikipedia because I didn't know the exact synopsis of it. But there's been a there's been a documentary about this. There's been other short videos made on this on YouTube. But the, is this based on a true story? No, this is the movie. Basically, is a true story because oh. all these cat all these cats. It wasn't a documentary, but all these big cats that, uh, the, you know, Tippi Hedren said that her and her husband, John Marshall, somebody talked them into adopting two lion cubs. They adopted this two lion cubs. sounds familiar. Yeah, they adopted two lion cubs, and then it started to expand, and they started to get more. And then Marshall ended up buying, like, uh, uh, tons of acres of land um, and basically did this like you know recreated uh, an african savanna okay and, and it was supposed to be set in africa but it looked like it was set in africa it did a good job making it look like you know this was actually africa and uh and basically while they were shooting this movie there were no like animal trainers or anything it was just john marshall he was the only one and he wasn't trained to handle animals and this is why i thought joe might find this interesting too uh, because you know his, his uh, friendship with Bob Weatherwax, albeit it's different being a dog trainer than it is being you know a lion trainer or whatever, tiger trainer or whatever. But still, you got to have somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, especially when something has <laughs> fangs like daggers and claws like meat hooks. You know, um, but 
basically, there was one guy. I, I uh, the the injuries in the, <laughs> the injuries that were were sustained here are absolutely insane. Over a hundred people were injured of what? the hundred of the hundred and forty person crew. Um. Yeah, they were all untrained. All of the ant cats were untrained. One guy um, was, uh, let, me, let me see, let me just read through this. Um, Noel Marshall, who was the, uh, the director, I believe. Yeah, Noel Marshall was the director. Uh, Noel Marshall uh, was uh, bitten through the hand when he interacted with male lines during a fight scene. Doctors feared that he might lose his entire arm. He received eight puncture wounds after being uh, bitten in a leg by a lion who was curious of his makeup-covered legs intended to avoid white reflection. By then, Marshall had been bitten around 11, uh, uh, around 11 times. His face, chest, uh, face and chest were later injured as well, and he was hospitalized before shooting could continue. Uh, Marshall was 12 hours from uh, uh, was 12 hours from lapsing into a coma after he was diagnosed with blood poisoning, and because he was attacked so many times, he was di diagnosed with gangrene. So this was that. Um, I don't know if this was the director or not. It took Mar Marshall seven years to recover from his injuries, um, uh, but yeah, he was bitten in the head. Um, the, the, and, uh, oh yeah, Tippy, he oh yeah, Tippy Hedron was bitten in the head, um, whose giant teeth scraped against her skull. Oh my she god, after she survived the birds. Yeah, really, really, <laughs> now the cats. <laughs> so, um, oh but, uh, I mean, you know, uh, there was another guy, um, uh, yeah, yeah, th this one, this one. Most of the crew was injured uh, as well, uh, including DeBont. I don't know who this is. Um, who was scalped. He was scalped while he was filming under a tarp. Um, uh, let me see. DeBont. Cinematographer Jan DeBont. That's who it was. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he was. The, his scalp was ripped back from about the. the just about the middle of his, his head from the back. You know, from down his neck, you know, the back of his head down to his neck, his scalp was ripped off and he got 220 stitches. And then three weeks later, he went back to work. Oh, my God. Melanie Griffith had reconstructive surgery. Melanie Griffith had reconstructive surgery because she was clawed in the face. Wow. And, and Tippy Hedren said, "Oh well, one of the big cats put her put its paw on her face, and she pulled forward instead of leaning back." It's like, no, you put your daughter in a den of wild lions. That's on you, Tippy. Oh God, that's on you. Bad parenting. You and in your crazy husband, John Marshall. I mean, I, and you know, but the list goes on and on. But those were some of the some of the the big ones. Um, you know, but I mean, and this film got released. <laughs> Nobody died, thank God. But I mean, you know, how, how is this, <laughs> this is horrible. And it's like, I, I remember watching a documentary about this years ago, but then I, a, a short video popped up on YouTube today that I watched, uh, while I was trying not to watch the news. And, and this came up. But, I mean, Joe, as somebody, you know, 
I, I bet you that people like Bob and, and who ran in his circles and everything probably heard about this and were like, what were these idiots thinking? Actually, it, it was quite common to have irresponsible animal trainers and animals being used irresponsibly in films back in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Bob mm-hmm. told us many stories that he didn't put in his book about abuses of animals and and, um, and things like that. Um, a, a small example was uh, a movie you all saw, Old Yeller. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you recall in that movie, there's a, a battle between uh, feral hogs and Old okay. Yeller, the dog. Yeah. Um, now, Bob's uncle... Uh, you know, that was his dog. But uh, things got out of hand. The fight actually happened. That was not staged mm-hmm. by accident. And, you know, the dog got hurt. Um, mm. You know, and they knew it was happening and they just let it, let it film. And Bob's father was like livid, you know. Yeah. That he would be so irresponsible to allow the fight to continue. Um, but he, I guess, you know, it was good film. It's what they used. Well, this was in the 70s. This was, I mean, this I mean was, he told this me. Was, they they started. Start, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I just, he just told me stories of kittens that were drowned and, and animals oh. that were, you know, yeah. injured because of irresponsible um, directors. One of whom was the one that directed the Twilight Zone movie and caused the death of uh, Vic Morrow and, yeah, and, and the two and, children. And, and children. And uh, in fact, Bob was called to testify against him because he had some run-ins with him about animals. Oh, good for this, him. Good for Bob. This was, ramp- this was rampant. Yeah. Yeah. When that trial came out, they called Bob and they even warned Bob not to go because they saw oh, you'll be blackballed. You know, but the point is, uh, things like that were rampant. Maybe not to the excess that this film was, but mm-hmm. that's not uncommon from what Bob tells me as far as animals well, are concerned. Well, yeah, I, you know, ahead, I was, Rain. I was just, I was just looking into that the, the Wikipedia page for that movie, and I was mm-hmm. just like, how could this happen? Because I, I keep thinking about two things. <clears throat> One, what you're talking about, Joe, about how animals were mistreated. I'm, I was trying to find the the, the the one the movie that set into place the whole idea of no animals were harmed in making this movie. Like there was one particular movie that finally tipped the tipped the the scale. Was it Heaven's that. Gate? Was it Heaven's Gate where they blew up a I, horse? I don't know. I don't know because I didn't. Sam Peck and Paul really couldn't. But. Um, that movie, Roar, was filmed before the uh, Endangered Species Act of 1973. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, they were doing you, that legally. You know, the the this st- story started out, they, they, were, they wanted to do this movie, and they were thinking about, I think, believe they were thinking about doing it just at their home or something like that. And But they had two lions, at least two lions, in the 70s, in their home, in fucking Sherman Oaks, California. <laughs> Sherman Oaks. I mean, there's pictures of them sitting outside their pool, their in-ground pool in Sherman Oaks, 
playing with the kids. Oh yeah, big lions. And then, of course, what did the li- the lions? You know, they're like they're lions. They're curious, just like any cat. And they decided to go explore the neighborhood a few times. Oh Christ! Yeah. And people are like, oh my god, there are full-on lions roaming the streets of Sherman Oaks. Mm. I mean, and and I, I watched this archival footage of Tippy Hedren, and it's like, you're out of your mind. <laughs> uh, your, hus- yes. your husband was crazy, but for you to go along with this? I mean, and for her to say, "Oh well, Melanie, she didn't, she didn't lean back with the giant lion's paw," or you know, I mean, but she was like justifying this stuff all the way. And oh, we were worried we'd never get financing to make this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like that's what you you were worried about that not a child being eaten whole. Oh dear lord! But, you know they're they're. There are animal lovers, and then there's that love of the loving of the animals. That maybe it's uh, maybe it's too far. Maybe it's. I think it's, it's like. Too far. Yeah, I. Uh, um. I mean, you know, big. What, what, what was we we talked about it? What Big Ben? Or no? What's the uh, TV show? Gentle, gentle Ben. Gentle Ben with uh, yes. yeah. Gentle yeah. yeah. That was in the wild. Like mm-hmm. so, he was in the wild living with the bear. He wasn't bringing the bear into Sherman yeah. Oaks. California. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the owner of that trained bear probably lives somewhere, you know, maybe Bakersfield or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, the, the, there are there are a lot of wild animal, you know, sanctuaries or, or trained animal sanctuaries uh, out in L.A. because of this this industry of of bringing animals. You know, it's like i never like watching animals that or i'm sorry movies that focus on animals because it always makes me feel uneasy it always makes me feel uneasy when there's an animal in any kind of scene especially where it's like you know maybe it i just don't like it i don't like i don't like uh yeah sam peckinpah's heaven's gate a fucking disaster of an of an awful film that took forever to make they fucking dynamited a horse yeah uh yeah, so I, I'm, I found it. The group is called American Humane, and it started its work in 1940 after an incident incident that occurred on the f- set of the film Jesse James. Um, a, a horse was forced to run off the edge of a cliff, yeah. 70 mm-hmm. feet, mm-hmm. and broke its spine. Um, <clears throat> so in, they, yeah. yeah. So and the it, heartbreaking it, thing about it is those animals will do that stuff willingly because they trust us yes. you know i mean not yeah, all yes. not yes. not ca- not cats or big cats or anything like that but a horse a dog uh you know um or a horse or a dog they'll trust us <laughs> you know i mean because uh, you know the, the the i can't think of any other animals that have the kind of bond just because cats are you know cats you you I love cats because of their independence. I think I would be a bad dog owner because I would have to pay too much attention to a dog. I already have a couple cats that are a little too needy right now anyway. Um, <laughs> but, you know, no, but, you but know, cats it, it, cats have an inherent distrust, uh, and I don't blame them, um, it, it, you know. Um, in, in, but I, animals, I wouldn't say that about or, our bruiser. Well, I, I'm... Uh, 
But I, I know what you're. I know what they'll, you're. They'll, they'll, they'll the get their general... bristle. Yeah, they'll get their bristle up and, and protect themselves before they protect you. Unlike a dog, um, you know. And, and I'm sorry, kitties, but it's true. You all run away when you think there's danger. Um, <laughs> um, you're cowards. Uh, but no, but a dog will stand up for you. A dog will do anything for you. I mean, you know, I do love dogs. You know, there's certain breeds of dogs that are intimidating to me because of an incident I had when I was a child with a big dog, maul, you know, nearly mauling me, um, uh, tackle me pretty good. But, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, like, uh, collies I've always loved, uh, uh, I forget the breed of your dogs, Rain, but I love those guys. And, you know, the breeds like that, I, I'm very comfortable around. Um, yeah, they're English setters. And English they would no setters. way protect me. They would no, no. Well, they would. They, run. would be. Like, they would be more likely to protect you than a cat would. If if I um, got a fourth English setter, I would yeah. call it Sir Robin. There you go, <laughs> Sir Robin. Um, it would work right in with the royalty. I dig it. I dig it. So, um, uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you an early brave Sir Robin. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die, oh brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp. Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken. To have his kneecaps split and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brave Sir Robin. His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed and his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off and his penis... That's, that's, uh, that's enough music for now, lads. <laughs> Don't say penis in this house! There you go. Um, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll maybe continue talking about this a little bit when we come back. I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, that, that that's that movie Heaven's Gate, There, that whole thing... I mean, if you, I've watched documentaries about that too, or short YouTube documentaries and stuff about that. That whole thing was a fucking mess. I don't know if it, did you ever see that movie, Joe? Which one now? Sam, Sam Peckinpah's Heaven's... Heaven's Gate. Yes. All right. Well, let's. Oh, I've uh, never seen it. On that, it's a western. So let's let's go let's go to the break. In fact, we watched that during a blizzard. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get your recollections of that when we come back. But we'll we'll continue talking about this uh, uh, okay. uh, when we return from the program. Um, oh man, I forgot to get the green news report. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to open a browser. I don't like doing that, but I'm gonna do it. So uh, let me see if I can find. I think I'd like to hear the list by Bobber. Uh, that will be fun to hear. So uh, let's go ahead and run to the break. Uh, and by the way, it was a beautiful sunset at 5.30 today in Cleveland. The most daylight I've noticed in a while at 5.30. So I'm getting ready to spring ahead. I don't know about you guys, but I could use a little bit more fucking sunshine in my life. Yes. So, yeah. But uh, all right, here we go. We got a list from Bobber coming up, and we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Some distractions coming your way. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santors, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and it almost was showtime there with Jeliza Rose in Tennessee, but uh, <laughs> things are, she's kind of man it's, it's she's she has taken it so hard bringing tennessee into the house uh that she barely leaves the bedroom unless we close the bedroom door and then she'll go down and she'll sit on the laundry table in the basement but she doesn't go in the living room or the kitchen too much we feed her in the living room now because she you know she'll go in there if she knows that tennessee's eating in the kitchen but yeah doc go get tennessee go get him so, but it's like Doctor and, and uh, Timby kind of protect Jeliza Rose from him. But it's not like he's going to hurt her. He just like runs at her and he's like, I want to play your little like me, you know. Um, you know, so I don't know. It's weird. It's it's weird getting another cat after the last cat we got was Jeliza Rose six years ago, seven years ago, whatever. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, welcome back to the program, but yeah, it was almost showtime because Jayra was sitting on, I set up a cat tree in here beside my desk so I can, you know, if she comes in while I'm doing the show, she can get up here and be on the high ground, you know? And, uh, she was just sitting there, but she was growling during the break and I was like, oh boy, she's going to be growling when I turn my mic back up. But then she shot off back into the bedroom. So anyway. Uh, yeah, it's cat fun at uh, Casa del Pic. How long have you had Tennessee? <laughs> um, we took him in right before Christmas, so 
uh, I mean, we've had him for longer than that, but he was recouping from his surgery in the garage. Um, right. But uh, but technically, he's been in the house for a month and a half. So yeah, it's going to take some time. It is. It is. You know, because it, it's it's upsetting the ecosystem to a certain degree. But you know, we'll uh, we'll deal with it. But anyway, so welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Hi. Hi. And, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Well, yeah, Glad you're to You're welcome. And uh, I, I wanted to read uh, uh, Michelle in, in South Florida, of course, heard on Mike Check Radio and regular contributor and uh, fill-in co-host here. Um, uh, Michelle, uh, she says, uh, I know the tiger and Beastmaster died because they died its color it's its skin as well as its fur to get it to be black jesus christ Ugh. You, you see that, that's so, what, what uh, kind of dye did they use that would kill the animal not oh, that well, dying the animal is right to begin with please don't misunderstand yeah. me don't paint but, your, I, I hate that when people do that to their dogs when they make them like they they use oh there's there's books on that where people doing that to cats yeah painting painting their cats and dogs and stuff like that and or whatever fuck that that's cruel go get a tattoo if you want to if you want to disfigure something so um do it to yourself I'm sorry I I, I don't want to criticize anybody who has tattoos as disfiguring themselves um, um if you want if you want to do something like that your cat or your dog doesn't have a voice in that. Go get a tattoo or a piercing or a body modification, whatever you want. You have a choice well, in that. I, I can tell you that um, Earl, this one time before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. It was like, it was actually Easter. I think it was Easter. Yeah, Earl, Earl decided to eat a whole jar of green food coloring. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, I don't know how this happened, because he didn't get any of it on his mouth, but he had green paws. Oh, boy. Green paws. It was like, I think that was one of the first He did have a choice in that. He did. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It was... It was that was when, you know, we went to his birth name. God damn it, Earl. (laughs) God damn it, Earl. God damn it, Earl. <laughs> oh, I can I can I got a drop for that. Whoa! God damn it! God damn it! Earl. Uh, Earl. Yeah. God damn it! Earl. Earl. Uh yeah. <laughs> where did that dog go to where did he go to training school? Trump University. Go pricks. <laughs> yeah, well. I wish uh, she went to... No, that was actually Bob and... That was our fault. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... But, but yeah, I, I I don't typically... If there is a movie advertised where it's, like... It's a movie about animals. Even if it's, like, real animals or, or animated critters or something like that. It, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Yes, I absolutely... You know, if... If there are animals in the movie, of course, like, you know, hey, Bob Weatherwax, you know, the the thing, you know, they're, they're you know, 
a, a major part, but not you know the the focal point. Um, it, you know, the exceptions to the rule would be like I did like I loved Lassie as a kid, and I loved Mister Ed, and you know the Shaggy Da and stuff like that, the Cat from Space, all that, all that. I I, I you know I enjoy that stuff, but it, more more in like a TV show or like a short wacky movie. Uh, that's kind of kitschy, you know? Um, but movies that are like, you know, oh, the, you know, uh, you know, gorillas in the mist or something like that. You know, it's like, it, 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 certain films like that on a grander scale do feel like it's animal exploitation to a certain degree, especially with wild animals, domestic animals. It's a whole different story. You know, I'm uncomfortable when I see, because knowing the history of how horses are treated, um, you know, and, and, you know, I don't like horse racing. I don't like anything like that, you know? So it's like sea biscuit, something like that. No, I'm not going to go see sea biscuit. I don't want to see horses being slave to slaves to a sport, you know? Um, and that's exactly what it is. So, you know, so I have a real problem, you know, with, with you know, movies about animals. And, and I don't like the circus, uh, you know, back in the day, of course, you know, the, the kitsch value of, of the circus, you know, back in the day. But now it, with the taint of, of knowing how horribly these animals are treated and everything, it's like, you know, uh, fine. Give me the tightrope walkers and the, the clowns and... Send the, in the clowns. Send in the clowns and retire the elephants. You know, yes. um, you know. So, uh, but but no, and so this, but this Sam Peckinpah movie, uh, Heaven's Gate. I think Chris Christopherson was one of the was the lead in that. Mm-hmm. And I never understood the appeal of Chris Christopherson. I'm gonna say that right now. I I never thought he was a very good actor. Well, that wasn't. Uh... That wasn't his purpose. Oh, was he just eye candy? I'm going to admit it. I thought he was very handsome when I was younger. I just thought he looked kind of like like a hobo. (laughs) Well, maybe I like the hobo look. (laughs) Oh, you're a hobosexual. So, Uh, I get it now. Out of the the hobo closet. I'm one to talk. You should see how long my hair and beard are right now. I, like, I did I did as like a younger slacker person, Jesus. So. Yes, slacker Jesus. As a younger <laughs> person, like much younger, I thought, wow, that's a handsome man. And then I saw like the first twenty minutes of A Star is Born and I don't know, man. No. Oh. I think I mentioned that last week or the week before. Okay. Oh, 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 real quick. Michelle mentioned uh uh the she said that the tiger that they died for Beastmaster it died a horrible lingering death over two years from the cancer it contracted from the chemicals in the dye. See, so, they could have used food dye. They could have used food dye, honestly. If you get, well, they probably I, tried it and, the, and some asshole, you know, cinematographer or director or something was like, oh no, it's not good enough. You know, use turpentine or, you know, whatever. Or, you know. But anyway, back to anyway. back to Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson, what's the appeal? I, um, as a young person, before I knew his movies or anything like that, I thought he was, you know, like one of those little rogue, you know, like Willie Nelson cowboy thing. And I was young; I was like in my teens. Okay. He was, a, gl- I saw he was a glistening that- hunk of man meat. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I saw the first twenty minutes of what a way to put it. Stars Born, and there was some eyes wide shut shit in there. Oh, wow! Thanks, Obama. I, Joe, Joe I, have you I, seen Streisand? The Streisand Stars yeah, Born. Yeah, yeah. Just a little side note. I think that Chris Christopherson's father signed my father's discharge papers in World War II. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. His DD-214 is signed by a commander, whatever, Christofferson. And I know that Chris Christofferson came from a Navy family. Hmm. He was a Navy brat. Oh, so that's probably... I don't know. I mean, it could be a coincidence. No, there's a good chance. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Francie's saying, backing you up. She says rugged good looks on that glistening See, hunk of man thank you, Francie. Hi, J-Row. Jeliza Rose is back. And, and I I really do like Chris Christopherson songs. Uh, I don't know his music that much. Uh, I, I don't think that's right. I'd, I'd probably rather listen to Waylon Jennings or something like that from that time. Well, then you would like so. the Journeyman because he was in there with oh. Waylon Jennings oh. and and Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson. Oh, there wait, no, go. who am I thinking of? Uh, not Waylon Jennings, but uh, maybe I'm thinking of Waylon Jennings. I don't know. Um, I'm just but, saying, the yeah. Journeymen were awesome, too. Well, let's, okay, so now, now Joe's the only person here who's seen Heaven's Gate. Now, from my understanding, my, from, from my understanding, what this was supposed to be like Peck and Paw was like famous for having huge, epic, beautiful masterpiece f- films. I, I I don't know if I've ever seen any of his movies. I'm gonna have to look up his uh, filmography. Um, uh, Sam Peck and Paw. Sam Peck and Paw. So who's Sam Peck and Paw again? He's a director. Um, he was a director. Uh, he passed away in 1984. Uh, his he did. He, um, he didn't direct. Huh? He didn't direct Heaven's Gate. He didn't? He didn't do no. Heaven's Gate? Oh, who no. did Heaven's Gate then? Um, Samino, who also directed The Deer Hunter. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was thinking it was uh, Sam Peck. No, it's it's okay. I mean, I would not have known that because I loved The Deer Hunter and I went and looked into Heaven's Gate. That's why I was like, wait, who's the Peckinpah guy? Okay. Sorry, that's uh, Peckinpah did a lot of Western, so I was I was mixed up on that. Um, yeah, Michael Cimino. Yeah, he's... Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, ooh, that's a creepy picture of Michael Cimino. Or Cimino, whatever. But, yeah, so uh, apparently this was supposed to be just an, an epic thing. And I think it came after the Deer Hunter. Um, uh, and and it was uh, like a three-hour movie or something like that. He just passed... Oh, gosh, he just passed away in 2016. Um and uh but yeah this was supposed to be like just uh oh okay did silent running oh okay that's that's that was a great film uh with uh dern bruce dern great science fiction movie um laura's dad uh the deer hunter the rose um and uh let me see year of the dragon the sicilian Desperate Hours, Sun Chaser. I don't need to know some of those, but Heaven's Gate. Apparently, that I think that kind of he won a Razzie Award for that. Nineteen eighty, so that came out basically around the same time as Roar. What well, was being made around the same time as Roar? 
because both of those movies were being filmed in the late 70s and released. Heaven's Gate was 80. Uh, Roar was 81. But, Joe, you saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was worse? Uh, he, he earned the Razzie for worst director for that movie? Uh, I don't know. I was... We watched, like I said, we watched it during a blizzard, and uh, you were pretty young when that came out too. So you're in your twenties. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, Heaven's Gate. Just a second here. Oh, you need the synopsis. I hope I'm thinking of the same movie. Uh. I did go to Wikipedia. I I did. I admit it. I'm cheating. Oh, it had Mickey Rourke in it too. Holy shit! Willem Dafoe. It had Dafoe everybody in it. in it. Wow. It and says John it's Hurt, in 1980 American epic western film written by Michael Cimino, loosely based on the Johnson County War. It portrays a fictional dispute between land barons and European immigrants in Wyoming in the 1890s. Yeah, well, that sounds familiar. I'm thinking, jeez, Jeff Bridges. I'm thinking of a whole different movie because the movie I watched. Oh boy, Um, was Was in the '90s. Oh, okay. Was it about a bunch of people who wore uh, black jump track suits and white Nikes and drank poison vodka and rode to a comet? No, no, no. no. (laughs) Heaven's the the Heaven's Gate cult. No. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Heaven's Gate had oh, oh, had Jeff Bridges, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, I mean, it had really. It had Christopher Walken. Really, yes. Christopher, yeah. Heaven's Gate. I I might be thinking of a whole different movie. Well, because the one I watched came out in the nineties. Um. Anyway, Heaven's so it can't be can't be this. Okay. One. Well, well, cat. Yeah, and cat saying yeah. Heaven's Gate was a huge movie uh, that had a lot uh, of the top actors of the day and flopped tremendously. Uh, yeah, that it's that's like what it's. Star. I I watched yeah. it on a, on a te- on the television. So and this isn't. It's probably not the film I'm thinking of. Yeah, and uh, Peck and uh, President says Peck and was notorious for lots of blood spurting. Um, so and I would not know his movies at all. Well, um, I, I, I don't know how I mixed up Peck and Paw and Michael Cimino, uh, but I don't know. There's there's something there, but um, I think there was a uh, there might have been a Peck and Paw movie that was supposed to be humongous and wasn't. I might have watched. I'm probably thinking of. Um, uh, probably, well, I probably watched a video that like had like huge movies that failed or something like that. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I guess we've not seen this film. Um, but maybe we should. Maybe we should and 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 see. But then again, they blow up a horse in it, so that's that sucks. No, no good. So so yeah, no. never mind. We'll just we'll just leave it the to the Razzies. I, the one I remember had, I believe, had Sam Elliott in it. Oof. So I must be thinking of a different. And it was a western. Well, you yeah. look at look up yeah, Sam Elliott's the, filmography and see if you can. It was figure a, I know that's I'm going to the Google. Epic, yeah. I thought it was Sam Elliott. Jeez. 
Uh, uh, we should tell everybody our favorite Western. But it was in the 90s. I mean, it was not can't yeah. be the one you're talking about. My favorite... Uh, uh, <laughs> Trojan Rabbit says, I say, anyone for tennis? What? <laughs> huh? um, but I, I, I'm going to talk about tennis later. Oh, good, because the Australian Open is going. Are you think of the tombstone? Oh. No, 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 no. Not Which well, has I, to, No. I'm going to no, talk... Like in the debt. I am I am going to talk about tennis later, but not in the way you guys think. No, no. So. I swear it was Heaven's Gate. Maybe I watched Heaven's Gate on television uh, post-theater, uh, you know? Yeah. That's probably so. what happened, because we, we watched it, I remember, on our, at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, And this was made in 80, right? Yes. So Released in 80. And I believe we watched this. Unforgiven? No, no, no. I was going to say. No, it was definitely Heaven's Gate. Probably watched it on TV when it was rerun, maybe on HBO or something. So I, I was actually going to say, I, I, I mentioned. Because we it went on forever. I mean, it was a long, yeah. long movie that I re- recall, which is why we watched it during a blizzard. It was a very long. Was it a long movie? Hmm. Uh, Heaven's Gate was a good uh, long movie. It was three hours. That's that's what I mean. It was it yeah. was it was long, and I remember there were a lot of top actors in it. So I probably watched it on TV. So I, yeah. Well, all right. Before we go to the break, uh, uh, let's let's tell everybody. And, and I got another thing I want to talk about when we come back from the break. And I think this will uh, Rain will enjoy this. Um, uh, we're going to shift gears to music a little bit, um, and I'll talk oh. about tennis, everyone. Um, but what's your, what are your guys' favorite Westerns? My two favorite Westerns that I can think of off the top of my head. Rain mentioned the first one already, Unforgiven. Uh, even though I really kind of despise Clint Eastwood, uh, ever since he talked to Invis Obama. Um, and, uh, and 310 to Yuma from 310 to Yuma from 2007. Such a good movie. I, I already have my favorite Western. What's your favorite Western? Blazing Saddles. He rode a blazing saddle. He wore a shining star. Um, it's true. And then, and then, what is the other one? Um, Luke? No. Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. Is that a western? Wait, no, that's not. That's not a western. Oh. That's a prison movie, isn't it? Um, well, is there really a difference? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sort of. um, are, are you sort thinking of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Because Cool Hand Luke. I had... love that one too. Yes. Okay. okay so two. Yeah. I have Paul, two Westerns. Paul Newman. Paul Newman was in Cool Hand Luke and Butch oh, Cassidy and the Sundance God, Kid. God, Paul Newman. Oh. Another glistening hunk of man meat with his own salad I dressing am line. Going to touch myself on the break. <laughs> oh my God. You do you. Well, uh, Paul, that's what you just said. Ladies in the chat room, <laughs> am I wrong about Paul Newman? Um. Well, Joe, favorite western? Westerns? Yeah, I have to say it was uh, probably um, Paul Newman and uh, yeah. In uh, what did he say? Uh, Paul Newman and Butch Cassidy uh, and the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yeah. yeah. Paul Newman and Robert I, I, Redford. I'm not a big. I'm not. A, I'm not big on westerns. So. Yeah. Me, what I'm about Unforgiven? Either. Have you seen Unforgiven? No. Uh, no. 
God, that's a really good movie. Morgan Freeman, uh, Clint Eastwood, really good movie. Three ten. Three ten to Yuma with uh, Russell Crowe and Russell Crowe and Christian Bale. Great movie. Great movie. Okay. So yeah, I'm not big on westerns, but no, I'm not either. But they're great films. That's why I like them. I'm not a huge western fan. My dad, on the other hand, is. But those two, uh, they're just great films. Period. That, that you know, they're just think of them as a period piece. Uh, so anyway, Rain has something I, to do on the break, so we better give her a, a I, yeah. little bit of time. I can here. get this done in three um, minutes. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Oh, break boy. time. Uh, fortunately, our breaks are about wow. six minutes, so we'll give you some cool down time as well. All right, yeah. Uh, so, all right, we get pat off the sweat, you know. Wow. I, I I have nothing else to add. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the okay. Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Danger. 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 Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. No, Will Robinson. Danger. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hmm. It might be interesting. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans. And, of course, joining me as always, the one and only Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. Hi there. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? Eh, you know, it's eh, Tuesday. Eh. Got some meds stuff meds, on. as they say it. Yeah. <laughs> meds meds. Uh, there you go. Uh, and Rain from Four Freedoms Log, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Hola. Rain. She just muted. Because I heard her say, oh, God, when I played the Jay Suckalo danger clip. So, uh, Rain, are you there? Uh-oh, we lost her. 
So, um, I'm, you, know, you played the uh, you played uh-huh. the clip from uh, Will Robinson. You know, Danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I-, I wanted to ask everybody in the chat: Has anybody seen the new? Season one or two of the I new uh, Lost in Space. I've seen season one. I haven't started season two yet. Um, I think Dad said he was watching that. And um, what do you think of the new robot? I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. It's not, you know, I wish it was a little. There's Rain. She's unmuted now. I'm I'm back. I was feeding the dogs. Oh, okay. I understand. All right. So, uh, no. I, robots? I, I, Season one was very good. Let's not talk about it too much because Rain doesn't want to hear about this. <laughs> so, um, uh, no, it's just that the robot brought up. I thought the new robot is kind of cool. I think it's cool. It it, it, it leaves me wanting a little uh, the the old robot, but you know. But anyway, we shouldn't be talking about robots. Robot. So no, I, not right now. What, Hi, Rain. what robots are you talking about? Lo- the new version of Lost in Space on Netflix. Oh, good God. Okay. Hi. <laughs> See, told you. <laughs> told you. Don't ever say I didn't try to pretend I didn't want to know. Yeah. Let's talk then sports. You, then you found out. Oh, my God. Yeah. We uh, can talk, we could talk, talk sports. sports. <laughs> I'd rather get to the audio because we're never going to get through it at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, but uh, I want to I want to play this uh, a bit of audio from um, Chris Wallace and uh, you know on the bombshell of the John Bolton audio. Um, I don't have the clip that was making the rounds, unfortunately. But you know, get your facts straight. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, Sorry, not the best Chris Wallace, but I'm working on it. it sounded a little more it was like pretty a, good. It was pretty good. Sounded more like a bad Jimmy Stewart. Well, get your facts straight, Zuzu. Uh, so <laughs> you and your pedals, you and your and pedals, your snowflakes. Say you what's the idea of setting my kid home half naked in the snow? Um, so <laughs> I ought to come down there and bop you on the nose. Um, anyway, yeah. So Chris, well, well won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. <laughs> I'm I'm moving my hands back and forth on my knees like the jitterbug or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so Chris Wallace with a little bit of Brett Bear uh, at the end. Um, and again, you know, talking about the gravity of the Bolton uh, uh, bombshell, and it is a bombshell. If you want a sense of how big the news is that we've heard in the last uh, 12 hours, 14 hours, just listen to the Trump supporters, frankly, like Congressman Lee Zeldin and a lot of others, spinning like crazy that it isn't big news, and you get a sense that this is really an important development in this case. Let's put it in the context of where we were, where thought we were going to be this morning, and that is that it appeared that the drive to call witnesses in the Senate had basically petered out. It wasn't going to happen, that you were going to have the defense lawyers for the president present their case over the next uh, today and possibly tomorrow. We were going to have the the hours of question and answer, and then uh, there was going to be a vote on witnesses that was going to fail, and the president was going to be acquitted. There was a lot of talk that this trial was going to be over by Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, That may still happen, but it seems 
seems to me it's much, much less likely because the main argument that the defense has made is there's no firsthand evidence that the president specifically conditioned support for Ukraine on political investigations of the Democrats and of Joe Biden. And here you have, uh, according to the New York Times report, uh, the transcript of one of the people, and the name of his book is, in the room where it happened, uh, of course, the line from the Hamilton musical, uh, one of the guys who was in the room, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, saying, no, President Trump told me directly, no aid released until Ukraine began those investigations. Seems to me that it's going to be awfully hard for those Republican senators in the middle, maybe even some more senators than that, to now vote against witnesses. And I can tell you one other factor here. I suspect that you're going to find there are a lot of Republicans in that Senate lunch that's happening right now who are furious with the White House saying, why didn't you give us a heads up on this? We were no witnesses. There was nothing to see here. And you knew because the transcript was submitted some time ago, you knew that he was going to basically incriminate you. So you've put egg on our faces. Yeah, the manuscript went to the NSC to review December 30th, we're told. Uh, so they've had it for a number of weeks. Who inside the White House knew about it? Who saw it? The president claimed that he didn't uh, today, <laughs> but did the White House counsel know that they had the manuscript? Uh, wow. <laughs> Fox News reporting, everyone. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, I heard somewhere recently Shep Smith, Shep Smith was talking to MSNBC. So I heard that, too. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So Chris, Chris Wallace, Brett Bear. Well, who knew what? And when do they know it? Old old Fat Donnie said he didn't know. I didn't I hear don't it. That. I don't know. I didn't know. Cause um, I would I would believe I would believe, believe, I would believe, believe that for a minute. I I would believe that somebody told him and he forgot. Is what I would believe. Because I don't think the guy has any, you know, uh, you know, can retain a, a memory, of, you know, I mean, t- to save his life. I really don't. You know, I think he's... Do you he, he's, believe that White House counsel was not aware of it? Um, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, <clears throat> do, 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 not necessarily you, but I have a... I'll, let me rephrase it. I have a hard time believing that the White House is so compartmentalized that only the office of the NSC knew mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. I have a very hard time believing that uh, Cipollone didn't get a heads up. Oh, you mean Patsy Baloney? Yeah. Didn't at least get a heads up like, okay, the NSC has got this and we're hearing some stuff from them. Mm-hmm. That maybe you need to cover your ass somehow. I just have, I believe, I really believe, this whole entire trial has been a cover-up. Yeah. But I have a, I believe that there were more people in the White House than the NSC that knew about this transcript. And, and I can see why certain senators were like, they're blaming the White House. They they should be blaming Mitch McConnell because Mitch McConnell said, I am working directly with the White House to help with this cover-up. So if Mitch McConnell didn't know, either the White House fucked him over too or he decided to withhold it from all of the senators. Yeah. 
y'all can't tell me because the, the you know the thing the idea the idea that their defense has been up until yesterday and even today that there were no first-hand witnesses john bolton was a first-hand witness literally the title of his book the room where it happened mm-hmm. and they're trying to pretend like nobody knew yeah Oh, and don't think that Trump cultists haven't been freaking out, too, that the book was named after uh, something from Hamilton, either. Oh, it was named after a liberal musical. Slur, slur, slur. You know. With a Latin man who wrote it. Oh, more slurs. All the slurs. Slur. So that's what I'm going to say now from now on instead of ever quoting them directly. Slur! Oh, the slurs! Um, but yeah, Joe, uh, throw in your two bits before I uh, torture everyone here with something. What are you going to torture them with in hell? Oh, I'm going to torture you all. I'm not going to tell you. Well... <clears throat> I'm sitting here watching CNN, and Alan Dershowitz is on with his tidy whities Is he? Is he on there, really? Yes, with Jeff Tubin and Anderson Cooper. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> and and I, I have the sound muted, but I just want to point out that Jeff Tubin is, uh, uh, Dershowitz's uh, lips are flapping. Yeah. And his tidy whities are jumping up and down. <laughs> That's because... His lips but, are flapping. Yeah. And Jeff Tubin is just sitting there laugh, laughing. <laughs> I, I can't wait for that audio because Jeffrey Tubin has been on fire the last couple of days. So Anderson in the middle looking like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. see, I, you know what irritates me, Joe, right now? Because Dershowitz was a CNN contributor. Mm-hmm. And, and right now he's... And I'm I'm calling out CNN right now. He's on the president's defense team. He he shouldn't be on CNN. Well, he did. The, I mean, yeah, you know, MSNBC is having Adam Schiff on. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of participants in this. Uh, I don't have any. There's a difference. To me, I there's think, a difference. I think the more you let him. Adam Schiff is not a talk, contributor to CNN. He's not a yeah. paid contributor. Oh, well, yeah. He's an elected official. Um, uh, is, I don't think uh, Dershowitz is anymore. Then he shouldn't be on CNN. <laughs> the Dershbag. I, I say let him talk. Because the more he talks, the more Jeff Tubin and Anderson Cooper makes a fool out of him. Well, I mean, his arguments are stupid. They're just stupid. Even, oh, even yeah. to a non-legal mind, his arguments are stupid. What he's saying is, is that you can't impeach a president. That really impeachment is bad. The dirtbag. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, mean, I, I, mean, I wanted uh, to. What, what he's saying is, is there, there's, you know, basically there's no reason to impeach anybody. Yeah. To, to, to Dershowitz, he's never seen a criminal who ever committed a crime. That's <laughs> yeah. true. So that's that's him. Uh, Epstein, O.J. I mean, Simpson. Who's the guy that class, butchered his wife? Yeah, Bulo. Yeah, class oh, yeah. Bulo. Yeah, 
Von Stiegelberger or whatever that was. Yeah. Who was that guy? And, I don't know. And and and, uh, and Jeffrey Epstein. You know. And and you know, telling thing about Dershowitz. Oh, he made I think a comment. he also represented Prince Andrew. I don't know. Yeah, Me. maybe. I think. I, just just I a quick thing about Dershowitz. Dershowitz is being interviewed by uh, by um, oh, oh, what, oh what's her name Swan. Um, anyway, she's I think with the Daily Beast or whatever, and she, he says. She, he says to her that he can't he's not invited to cocktail parties anymore on Martha's Vineyard yeah he's I don't and that Jeffrey Epstein is the this is listen to this this set you right off he says to the interviewer and she said she like started to sweat when she he said this he said the worst thing that ever happened to him was Jeffrey Epstein Oh my! What his dying or his meeting him? No, being the worst was that. In other words, being involved with Jeffrey Epstein and not O.J. Simpson. No, but but the point is, really, the this worst is, thing that happened is, to you. The worst, thing that, the worst thing that happened to you from Jeffrey Epstein yeah. was that you don't get invited to cocktail parties. Oh, 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 oh! I, I I get it. I get it now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the worst, mean, the worst thing that happened to you was meeting Jeffrey Epstein. In other words, Jeffrey Epstein. The worst thing that that affected you was that that knowing him got you uninvited to cocktail parties. I would not that you were raped. Not, not that, that his were, innocence was stolen. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, I not, would not, I would argue actually the worst thing that happened to Alan Dershowitz is that he got caught palling around with Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Yeah, wow. and and that's 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 the part. Okay, you see. But you see, this is this, this is this is white the older interview. white man privilege right here. People yeah. that they can't even see. Can't the do it. The interviewer said she started to, to. She actually. You you must know her. What's what's her name? Uh, Woodruff. 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 Betsy Woodruff. Betsy Woodruff. And her last name is Swan. Now, she she married Jonathan Swan. Up from Axios. Yes, they're married. Oh, okay. But. Well. Uh, Right. So uh, Betsy Woodruff said, she said, I actually started to sweat. She said, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. That yeah. The first thing that happened to you is that you that's, don't get involved. It's invited to your circle of liberal friends because of Jeffrey Epstein. That so, is hideous. So Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, it wasn't wasn't that what Jeffrey Epstein did to all yeah. victims. It's what he did to you what and your social What happened to me? Oh, my what God. What a piece of shit you are. And isn't doesn't that really kind of roll into the perfect? Maybe he is the perfect defense attorney for Trump. Really, really, yes, yes, because he never so. met a criminal that committed a crime. Anyway, I want to do this with my voice Damn modulator sorry. and call him the the name, the, the Dershbag. There we yeah. go. <laughs> so, um, been uh, trying to squeeze that in, but um, uh, yeah. So speaking we, 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 of. Do, that's okay. No, no, no. That's important. That's important. All right. Uh, here, everybody. Here's I'd like something. To you... Find out if Alan Dershowitz yeah. ever defended a woman. Oh boy, that would be interesting. Um, probably not. Uh, but 
here we go. Here's something we haven't heard in a very long time, folks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Limbaugh the Hutt. Oh, chiki, Oh, chiki, World of Susie Walk. Whoa! to be Tomla Goodhold. You know, this is your, your, where, where did, where did, what, what? All right, Limbaugh perfectly displayed, Limbaugh the Hut perfectly displayed on his radio program yesterday. Um, what truly matters uh, regarding John Bolton? Because he knows him, he's friends with him. I mean, he, he says, listen, un. I mean, I I'm bet fucking. He has bo- felt the sweet, sweet swish of that mustache. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I thought you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the sweet. He's never felt the sweet sting of sweat in his eyes from a hard day's work. Uh, <laughs> no, I, well, it could be. Imagine uh, like John Bolton's mustache swaying in the wind like that one book cover model. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but any of the any of the book cover models, like uh, the romance Fabio. novels, Fabio. Fabio. Imagine, yeah, John Bolton's. Imagine John Bolton with John Paul Bolton Wolf- with the F- Fabio mustache. Mm. Imagine John Bolton with Paul Wolfowitz's <laughs> comb. Oh God! Oh God! He'd eat oh it. Oh my God! Seriously, he, oh my he God. would actually eat it with. He would eat a salad with it. <laughs> okay, um, but here we go. Uh, uh, this is what uh, Limbaugh the Hut said. Um, what's more important than the truth? Uh, ladies- oh, God damn it. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> let, me, let me just clear that out real quick. I'm sorry. It's like the same exact length as the clip. So here you go. I've, I've, I've had dinner with John Bolton a couple times. I've met him two or three times. I bet I, I, bet I knew who ate more. Anyway, continuing. And... If this passage in the book is true, and this is actually what he's intending, it's not the John Bolton I thought I knew. I, I, did, I this this kind of disloyalty, and, and you, know, you may say, "Well, Roy's is not disloyal. He's simply telling the truth. The president didn't want to give him." Yeah, but it is disloyal. To who? To Trump. Yeah. To Trump. To Trump. To Trump. To Trump. Do you take a pledge to the Constitution, to the nation, even if you are serving the at the pleasure of the president? You still owe everything to this country, to the Constitution, above the 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 whoever is president. You serve it. You might serve at the pleasure of the president, but. When you serve, you serve the nation and you serve the Constitution. But Limbaugh said there, oh, well, what about the truth? What about the truth? Sorry, it's just disloyalty to Trump. That's what it is. Unfucking believable. What am I saying? Unbelievable. Totally believable from these bobblehead cultists. It, 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 it is stunning. It is stunning because. Again, if you go back to the Bush years, Rush Limbaugh was all in for going into going into war with Iran. He loved Bolton. Yeah, they all loved. They loved him. 
Yeah. Every fucking one of these Republicans loved. Now Bozy. he's a he was rhino. The ultimate neocon. Now he's a rhino. Rhino. He's a libtard now. Yeah, that was that was part of the chi- Chiron on um, what's his name? Uh, mm. Fox Business News. Stuart Varney. Nope, used to be on CNN. Oh, fucking um, Dobbs, Lou Dobbs. Yes, Lou Dobbs. Lou Dobbs called him. <laughs> he's a rhino. You know, he's a rhino. He's rhino. like you know a tool. A tool. He called him a tool of the left. Which I, okay, I agree that he's a tool. I have agreed that he was a tool since two thousand and three. So basically, rhino means um, somebody who won't blank Trump's blank. Fill in the yeah, blanks, that's, folks. That's how that's what rhino is. means. If if you won't kneel, if you won't genuflect and uh and and satisfy Trump, then you're a rhino. I mean, you can't even be a conservative. You know, and, and Trump's no conservative. Look at his spending. Jesus Christ. But uh, it, it's un, uh, you know I again I was gonna say I'm, unbelievable I'm again, Joe, so- but. It's so believable now, Joe. Just all this stuff, you know. It, it's like it, just another another day, another dumb thing from another uh, Trump bobblehead. That's it. That's it. They live in another universe, completely devoid of any attachment to reality. Facts, science doesn't matter. So they, don't even, they don't even seem to stand by any morality. I don't any, even know what any, drives any, them anymore. Is, that, is it yeah. pure power? Uh, that's what I'm starting to... I, I believe that at this point. It's not even ideology anymore because they don't believe in deficits anymore, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. They don't believe in trade anymore, obviously. These were Republican conservative uh, uh, agendas. Open trade, you know, uh, cutting the deficit. They don't yeah. care about any of this shit anymore. No. All they care about is... All is, they care about is the election. All they and care about is the election... Primary? Yeah, all they care about is, is smearing and lying and doing everything they can to stay in power with this bullshit guy that they put in the White House. You know, they want it. They want to keep their game show host, Birther Boy. What amazes me about this is that the Republican Party, in and of itself, people are running away from it in droves. Yeah, and and they, so many of them, so many of the senators and and. Congress people really seem to think that as long as we keep what is now known as the base, which is Trump's base, that oh, wasn't the God. base five or six years ago. It really it wasn't. No, but it's if we like, keep the base, yeah. we're going to get reelected, and that the, the people who su- are supporting Trump that is shrinking. Mm-hmm. And the people who were members of the Republican Party are shrinking. Yeah. And I, I, unless they literally out and out steal it the way we, the way I believe they did in in 2016. Yes. Uh, we have to. We absolutely have to get out the vote. I mean, oh, even just I tell, yeah. I tell, I tell Republican friends who hate him. I'm like, you know what? Just do me a favor. Just vote for the Dems. You don't have to like them. We just need to get the ships mm-hmm. turned around, and then you can go back to talking about policy discussions. Yeah, and, and I mean that sincerely. 
I mean that sincerely uh, because it, these yeah. people who think we've that said the that base times. is going to. Uh, yeah. The, no, the we, we we've the, said we've said that on the show multiple times. That's that's what you and I always land on, is is we can't wait to get back to disagreeing with people like Anna Navarro, you know, uh, yes. or or um, uh, Steve Steve Schmidt or Steve Nicole Schmidt, Wallace, Rick Rick, what's his Rick, face? Uh, oh, um, oh, Wilson. God. Wilson, yeah, Rick Wilson. Mac, uh, Max Bush. Yes, I, sure. I want to get back to discussing, you know, why we differ on policy. We can't, we can't do that until we get the Senate back. Well, that's what um, I've been saying. It's, yeah. it's, it's an, the most important. <laughs> the most important thing is that we have to kick these senators out. Chew the fucking curve. Because even if we if we get a Democratic president, it, it, it you know, and have. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mitch McConnell still running the, the Senate? God, oh, yeah. he's, 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 he's got to go. I can't wait till he's gone. Worse than Donald Trump. I'm going to tell you right I now. agree. I agree with you. Because of the level of power he has from blocking things from, uh, from you know, Democrats. And I think he's he been more divisive. He abuse the power. That's like the that. part that pisses me off the most. He abuses his power. He doesn't respect the Senate. He doesn't respect the office that he holds. He doesn't respect the people who he represents. He is really awful. And unlike Donald Trump, he knows exactly how to look down the road and manipulate yes. toward his goals. He is yeah. dangerous. It more varied, dangerous than varied. Donald Trump. I agree. Uh, I one, agree. He's and one of the few turtles who I want to get stuck in one of those yeah. six pack holders. <laughs> okay, I'll say I'll start saving some and throw them out the window when when we come down <laughs> to your party. Um, so uh, bring them to Kentucky. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The, well, I figure may you know. Well, you know, throw some out in DC. Throw some out in Kentucky. We'll figure it out. Uh, we can do. We can do so, that. Anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. When we come back, uh, name calling. <laughs> Let us know if there's any special birthdays. You know, I get the hiccups all of a sudden. Um, but uh, but yeah, and Deba had to take off. She's got to go cook, but it was nice to see her in the chat room. Um, so uh, here we go. Break time. Uh, green news report. Brand new one coming up. And yes, I loaded the right one, everybody. We'll be right back with more Turn Up Tonight. Right after Brad and Desi. The Night with Kenny Pig. It's Tuesday, January 28, 2020. The world has entered into a realm of a two-minute warning. Doomsday clock inches closer to midnight thanks to climate change. A new rollback is expected to be announced today that could potentially put more pollution into our waters. Trump further weakens pollution standards for streams and wetlands. China announces national ban on single-use plastics. Plus, massive locust swarm threatens food security in East Africa. Coming up next, the slaying of the firstborn. All of those plagues and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The world is going to be flooded, and Trump is like, wait, wait poison the water first i want to make this the best apocalypse of all time (laughs) this is your 
Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, locusts, apocalypse, and now the doomsday clock. Yes, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists has moved up the famous symbolic doomsday clock that represents existential threats to humanity. Well, they've moved it up to 100 seconds to midnight. It's the first time the clock has passed within the two-minute mark in its more than 70-year history. Even during the Cold War, it was never this close to midnight. Right. The scientists say they moved up the clock to call attention to the growing threats of nuclear war, climate change, and the spread of disinformation. In a press conference, former California Governor Jerry Brown, now a bulletin board member, called moving up the clock a blaring klaxon call to America. Tell me how else can we tell people where we're, where we're at? How else can we wake up the Democrats, the Republicans, the independents, the millionaires, the billionaires, the media owners who carry on their life as though it's the, they're on the Titanic about ready to hit an iceberg and they're not worried? This is the moment, if there ever was, to wake up. And as if we needed any more signs of apocalypse, the United Nations has called for international help to fight a massive invasion of locusts sweeping across the East African nations of Ethiopia, Kenya, and Somalia. The ravenous insects are destroying crops and farmland, threatening food shortages in a vulnerable region already ravaged by climate change-intensified drought and extreme storms. Massive locust swarms occur during very very specific weather conditions, but global warming is changing rainfall patterns across Africa, affecting the timing of heavy rains that has helped generate the biggest swarm in 70 years. Any sign of rivers filled with blood yet? <laughs> no, not yet. The affected nations are having to resort to aerial spraying of pesticides to control the infestation. The UN has called for international aid to, quote, avert any threats to food security, livelihoods, and malnutrition for millions of people. Meanwhile, here in the United States... Speaking of plagues... The Trump administration late last week finalized a rule to strip away environmental protections for streams, wetlands, and other small water bodies. The new rule significantly weakens strict standards for drinking water that were established by the Obama administration. The new regulations remove limits on how much pollution can be dumped into small streams and wetlands that feed into America's drinking water supply. The rollback strips protections for more than half of the nation's wetlands, allows landowners to dump pesticides into waterways, allows mining and industrial companies to dump industrial waste, and it also allows developers to build over wetlands. Environmental groups say they will sue to block the rollbacks. So while this is supposed to be good for farmers, in fact, it's good for the real estate business? Yes. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. A big heads up for folks in Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico. Grist.org reports that the fracking industry is lobbying those states' regulators to allow them to dump polluted fracking wastewater, called produced water, into your streams and rivers. The fracking process uses up millions of gallons of water for every new well, and the boom in fracking has resulted in a glut of contaminated wastewater. Drillers say it's too expensive to treat the water, and injecting it can cause earthquakes, so they're looking for cheap places to dump it. 
In the courts, four coastal Louisiana Native American tribes have bypassed the U.S. legal system to file a formal complaint with the United Nations in Geneva, Switzerland, accusing the U.S. government of violating their human rights by failing to take action on climate change. According to the complaint, sea level rise and coastal erosion are drowning tribal burial sites in southern Louisiana, and the loss of land threatens the tribe's source of food. And finally, some good news. China, one of the world's biggest users of plastic, which has for years been struggling to deal with an epic plastic pollution problem, has announced it will ban single-use plastics across the country. In a fairly rapid phase-in, non-degradable single-use plastic bags will be banned in major cities in China by the end of this year and banned in all cities and towns within two years. And the restaurant industry will be banned from using single-use straws by the end of 2020. That's good news. Doesn't make up for the rest of your report, Doyen. Sorry. <laughs> for much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from the Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. His eyes have never stung from the sweet sweat of a hard day's work. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that was the clip I was looking for earlier, Rain. Yeah, so Rush Limbaugh. His eyes have never stung from the sweet sweat of a hard day's work. Yeah, so, whoa. (laughs) Thank you, George Michael. Of course, George Michael Bluth from Arrested Development. When it was still a good show. Uh, And, of course, welcome back. Rain for Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp, the home of... Of what? What is what is uh, the name of your studio? The the it needs an official studio. I would love to say that. Uh, the home of your studio, your your industrious painting studio, Rain. I thought I was here. No. God damn it! <laughs> I thought you were I like I'm done with this show. It. They're going to talk about robots again. Run away! Anyway. I don't know. We we need a sweet name for think, your studio. I think I would like to call it Rainy Day, Rainy Day Studio. Oh, I like it. Rainy Day Studios, Washington D.C. It could Welcome change. Back. I could I could I could create a whole, you know, a Twitter a Twitter poll. Rainy Days and think, Mondays Studio. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, here comes the rain again. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm uh, so rain. Or what's that outer limits that you can't explain the rain? <laughs> what was really? That? I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not going to connect my studio to the outer limits after the review okay. Joe gave it. So, 
Uh, or you could you could go super artsy and just call it Rainfall Studios. Oh. Yeah. But then it sounds like you fell down out there and you you get you need the life alert. <laughs> I know. Yes. Seriously, rainfall. Oh, jeez. Let's get let's get the cask out. I've fallen and I can't I get can't up. Get up. <laughs> anyway. Um, and, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, well, Pennsylvania. Oh my God. Okay. Huh? I'm sorry. You I'm got an idea for the studio? Because yeah. eventually Bob is going to put his brewery in the back. Oh. So we could call it. Wow. The Brudio? The Brain House. <laughs> or the Brudio. <laughs> it's a brew brewing studio. Brudio. Sounds like <laughs> a terrible, terrible Phil Collins song. Brew. Bru- Brutio. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Brutio. <laughs> it started. You did. You did. So, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, um, or, well, you know, if it's, Bo- if it's Bob, he'll probably say, call it Paints and Taints. So. Uh, <laughs> taints? Did you, wait, what did you say? Taints and Paints? Paints and Taints. <laughs> Because so, Bobber always loves saying taint for Mad Libs. So, he does love saying taint. Yeah, he does. So, paints and taints. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll let Bobber chime in on that. But yeah, throw throw some ideas out there in the chat room for Rain Studio name in the brewery. Because uh, they have quite the compound in their garage. It's impressive. Um, and, yeah, we of can course, come up with a name and eventually paint the garage doors. Well, there you go. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, last but not least, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Um, you should have a name for your studio there. I got Studio SB or Casa Del Pick. Arts and Beer Farts. <laughs> Wait, whose uh, studio is that? Yours. Oh, well, that would be my part of the garage, art and beer farts. Or sharts and crafts. I don't know you'd call Bob's part. Beer farts. Sharts no, and crafts. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. Always money in the banana stand. <laughs> uh, See, I knew that joke. You did. You did. So, I know. I don't have that. That's insane. Why wouldn't I have that? Why wouldn't you have it? I don't know. Damn this pride of mine. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so anyway, all right. Um, let's go ahead and get to name calling. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Electric City is going to lead the way. Uh, well, right. you do have your clown car garage, so that's that's something. So I do. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe you should. Maybe it should be called the the Marnus Three Ranch. Dressing. Hmm? The Marnage Marnus three ranch dressing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Joe was like, huh? What? No, that was me. That was me going, hmm? <laughs> dressing? <Sorry, candid. laughs> yeah. So. What? What? Uh, what? Huh? Ranch dressing? What? Oh, bet. Oh. Uh, <laughs> ranch dressing. I yes. get it now. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. All right. Oh, okay. Here I'm we gonna go. Give everybody in the chat. Uh, 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 let's ever give everybody a chat. Uh, a favorite '60s uh, TV show. Okay. All right. I I, I could uh, I could help if you want. So I I need help. 
All right, here we go. You need a lot of help. We need a lot. Yeah, the most. Go to Scranton with me. They place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top-secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we can jam and joke your lives. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Help. Ain't no party like a Scranton party, because a Scranton party don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Francie put help in the chat, so I had to play the help. Um, <laughs> All right. You know, uh, Francie put Bobber's Best Brewery. How about he calls it Beer Best? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really loved I loved how she said Bobber's Best Brewery, which is BBB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then she came in with Rain's Reality Respite, oh, which is RRR. I dig it so we can we can just i think we could call it joe biden because that would be a good stuttering thing <laughs> well he I, struggled i he love struggled. joe biden and i'm not making fun of him yeah but he does stutter oh my goodness okay all right just it's okay we love you so all, all right, right joe we every everybody gets a 60s tv show 60s TV show. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, gee, we have already have uh, we we have uh, requests here. Um. All right. Uh, Adam wants get smart, so I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him the Andy Griffith show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Adam gets uh, the Andy Griffith show. Okay. Uh, okay. See what Bal- happens when you make requests. Okay, it's 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 your turn, Rain. Give give Ballow a, a, a '60s TV show. Oh, um, Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed. All right. Not bad. Not bad. I would have given that to Moonmare, but uh, okay. She's not here. She's not here. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, Bobber. Oh, well, I got to give Bobber my mother the car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Let's see. We have Psy Guy. Psy Guy. What do I going to give Psy Guy? Oh, I'm going to give him... um, I'm going to give him the Jetsons. Well, that's good. <laughs> you have that one with that ends with the shark. Uh, uh, well, I, I have the I have the raw the raw one. I have the plain old one. Stop okay. this crazy thing! Stop this crazy thing, Jay. Okay. Uh, let's see, Francie, it's your turn, Rain. Oh, Francie gets bewitched. Be good, good be one. Bewitched, 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 okay. bewitched, bewitched. Um, let's see, uh, Heather. 
is that one uh, for you for you or me? No, that's you. Uh, how about Car Fifty Four? Where are you? Now we're oh. dipping into the fifties. Was that the fifties? I'm thinking. I don't think it was. Let's check. I'll, I'll do a quick a quick check. Do a go go do a Google church. I'll do a Google search. Go do a Google church. You're going surfing on the internet. Let's see. That uh, ended in '63, so yeah, that's okay. First okay. episode was '61. Okay. There we go. Okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. Thank you. You're good. Okay, so now we have uh, cat. Ooh, I got cat. Do you have a good one for cat? I do. I want to give cat. Okay, dark... well, take my turn. Go ahead. Is it okay if I do? Yes, yes. Go ahead. I want to give cat dark shadows. I was gonna give her dark shadows. Ah! Oh, see. See, we had the same wavelength. That's where I was going. All right. That's where I was going. I was going to give her dark shadows. I had that in mind. All right. Okay. Um, you, Kenny Pick. Uh, I'm going to give you. Can I give you? Oh, I'm going to give you. Um, uh, no. No. The Wild Wild West. Ooh. Uh, oh yeah. Bum 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 with Artemis Gordon and James West. Of Artemis. course, I love that. That's right. Yes. Yes. I love that show as a kid. I loved how they segued to commercials where they had the scene would turn into a little drawing and go into the, you know, the the, the panels yes. of the story. Oh, that was so cool. Yes. I, I love that yeah. show. I love that show. Yeah. We used to watch it. Me and Dad, uh, we used to watch that all the time. Love that show. Okay, so, Ken Sr., and it's your turn, Kenny Jr. You know, Ken Sr., um, 60s show that I know that he would appreciate. Um, ooh, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it to uh, give Dad probably the best show from the 60s. I'm going to give Dad the Twilight Zone. Ooh. ooh. Nice so, gift. Yeah. Nice so. gift. Yes. Has to be. Has to do it. At least you didn't give him outer limits. <laughs> or my mother the car. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave this one up to either you or, or Rain, but uh, I'm next. Oh, oh, I'm going to go with laughing for you. Good pick. Good pick. I'm going I'm to give you... Sock it to me. I'm going to give you uh, Diver Dan. Yeah, he, Ooh, Diver Dan. <laughs> Ooh, uh, um, it's a show about a guy in a diving suit named Dan. <laughs> is it true? Is it true? Are you talking about Sea Hunt? No, it's called Diver Dan. <laughs> I've never heard of Diver. I've never heard of that show. <laughs> I just looked up. I looked up on MeTV obscure '60s <laughs> shows, and Diver Dan is oh. one of them. I've heard of it. Uh, I heard of Sea Hunt. Uh, uh, Lloyd Bridges. Well, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't call that show Seek Hunt. Oh. No. Oh, no. What? No. Buzz her. Will you? Can't give her a buzz. <clears throat> Bad. Okay, Michelle in South Florida. Who gets her? You. Me? Okay, I think I want to go with... Ah... Here's Lucy. Here's Lucy. Yeah, here's Lucy. Mm. Okay. 
That was the or was that the seventies? Presnet. Let's see. I'll give Presnet Mission Impossible. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then we have uh, oh rain. I'll leave that up to you, Ken. Oh, um. <laughs> oh man. Um. What year was Lost in Space on? Sixties. <laughs> that was the uh, like. 60s. Oh no no no! We'll just give Rain Star Trek. <laughs> oh. That's good. Oh. I can. I I like that one. Oh, uh, Ken, the man is dead. Okay. I didn't wear the red outfit, right? He's dead, Jim. No, red was uh, engineering. Yeah, would, they all died. Yeah. It would be blue science. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Let it go, Jim. He's dead. <laughs> I'm a doctor, Jim, not a mason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm a doctor, Jim. I'm not a Trump cultist. So. <laughs> okay, Tammy. Tammy. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, Tammy. Uh, you know what? What? It, no, that. No, it was. Okay, you said 60s? Yeah. This technically wasn't a show, but. I'm going to give her the Tammy show. What? And I think I think she'll know what I'm talking about. Hmm. It was a special with with James Brown. I have it on DVD. Okay. Tammy, Timmy's got to know about the Tammy show. Maybe. Uh, it also it also starred um the Rolling Stones. All right. Ah, uh, just look it up. Tammy will love it. Okay, who's next? Okay, uh, next is Tim Coramall. Tim Coramall. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, do you have one picked out for Tim, or should I should I give him? Uh... No, you can go. You can go. Okay. Uh, we're gonna give him. Um, uh, Daniel Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Boone. Yeah. Ran from 64 to 70 on NBC. 165 episodes. How generous am I? Yeah, it did. It did. It was was good. Good. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Trojan Rabbit. Oh. Ah, Trojan Rabbit. Uh, (laughs) Was that the 60s? What? Trojan? I didn't get there yet. Oh, sorry. Trojan, Trojan Rabbit. I'm going to give him uh, the Monsters. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. And last, but certainly not least. Yeah. Will from Chicago. Ken? Gentle Ben. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, Gentle Ben. Oh, and look at all the you know we didn't nobody got Dennis the Menace. No, file. No, but you, you travel. You got Diver Dan. The only one I knew was Sea Hunt with Lloyd Bridges. Yeah, who was like Jeff Bridges' father. So, uh, yes, Daniel Boone. Uh, he says I don't have a coonskin hat. Uh, Tim says. Well, now we know what to get you for your birthday. Yeah. I had I had one when I was <laughs> the Daniel Boone movie, or the Davy Crockett movie rather, was in theaters when I was uh, a wee boy, a wee lad. 
Yes, there was a weed lad, and Davy Crackett was a big hit. And all the muskete- musketeers used to come out on stage. Or you, we, the should show. Say, we should say, we should say, Bambino. Yeah, it was a little just boy. A bambino. And uh, yeah, there there was uh, th- there was a, always a show here in Scranton. They had a little, they had a stage, and the Mouseketeers would come out and give a show, and then they would show the movie. Davy well, Crockett. I was big Davy Crockett. Davy, Davy Crockett. King of the Wild Frontier killed him a yeah. bar when he was only three. You sure? And I wish, and I wish it was the Attorney General. But that's I just hope it wasn't gen- Gentle Ben. No, no. We have a Gentle was, Ben lunchbox. It was Bill Barr. So but we have a Gentle Ben lunchbox that has a very kind of inappropriate picture of a boy on the back <laughs> of a bear of the bear. <laughs> so it's it's. Are it's you not, suggestive? It's it's just. <clears throat> let me see if I can find uh, the picture of it. Um, uh, let me see. Lunchbox, lunchbox. There it is. Um, yeah. So, did did we have any birthdays out there? I didn't see any. Okay. Chat. Do you have a birthday? Nothing. Yeah. Well, we already wished Nissa a birthday last Friday, but it was yesterday, and yeah. So. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, oh, so yeah, I've got the, uh, I've got the gentle Ben lunchbox picture, uh, uh-huh. uh loaded up for the, post- for the chat room yeah. for you. Post so it you, there, yeah. Yeah. This might be our show image for tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, so. And, and I did post a link to the Wikipedia about the Tammy show in case people mm-hmm. missed it. And I also posted the entire YouTube video of it for Tammy and for oh, everybody. Good. good. It's, so. it's real. I mean, it. It's it's got Chuck Berry. Oh, that's good. It's oh my god! It's one of the greatest TV concerts ever. Yeah. What I do you think of that, that gentle? What do you think of that gentle Ben uh, lunchbox? I think that looks really obscene. <laughs> I we own that lunchbox. <laughs> okay, that's not gonna What's, be. I, I just I feel like. Okay, that's got Jeffrey Epstein all over it. it, it doesn't <laughs> look good, Ken. It really. Hey, that kid kept his underwear on the whole time. The whole time, <laughs> and that's an old old bear, by the way. Yeah, yeah, the it's oldest, old Russian old bear. Russian bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that so, Eric Trump? Yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed. This, and there's a little, there's a like a, a deer, a reindeer, uh, yeah, a deer running in the background there. That I, could, I yeah. It's running that, away. It's running away from what's going on there. That's because there's a big stick of wood I, on there. Big I, old I mean, piece of wood. There should be like one of those like captions saying, "Hold still, bear." <laughs> <laughs> Stop wiggling around, would you? <laughs> Wait a second. I thought that Ben was the bear. He, he is. Oh. Yeah. Ben. And didn't the ba- didn't yeah. the bear didn't the bear go on to be the bear and Grizzly Adams too? From that show. I think you know what I think. I think he I did. I don't know. I, I think he know. did. So, they ripped all his teeth out, didn't they? Yeah. Ben Ben should. I. That just looks wrong. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, 
the caption. Oh, was that Clint Howard in that show? Was that Ron yes. Howard's little brother? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Tranya. Tranya. Have some Tranya. Tranya. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, so, was so horrible. Yeah. There you go. Well, looks like we don't. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Hogan's hmm? Heroes was in the '60s, and uh, Richard Dawson. Remember, he played oh, Newkirk, and and then yeah, Family Richard Feud. Richard Dawson, yeah, in the Family Feud. And the uh, Running Man with was, Arnold Schwarzenegger. In, believe it or not, <clears throat> Richard Dawson was in uh, one of the Outer Limits episodes. And you know of what, Richard he was. Richard Dawson was in awesome villain in The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a great uh, kind of underrated Schwarzenegger film, I think. It's one of the few I've actually watched. I liked it. Yeah, and the thing is, he's an evil game show host. Kind of like our president. I know. <laughs> oh, Francis so. said the man from Uncle, and you know what? Yeah. Um, uh, who was Ilya Kuryakin? What was he? That was... Uh, I don't know. Oh. Nobody mentioned the Mod Squad. Oh, because Bill Cosby. I get it. I'm sorry. But anyway, the, the no, guy that the, Bill Cosby wasn't in the Mod Squad. I can. Oh, I no, no, he wasn't in the Mod I Squad. Spy. I spy. Yes. I spy. I spy. I'm sorry. I spy. I'm sorry. I get those two shows mixed up. Yeah. So. Because all black people are the same. Did not say that. I'm making a joke. I'm gonna buzz you. Buzz. <laughs> They're both shows I didn't don't, watch. Don't think for a minute I thought that of you at all. I don't think that Period. at all. Well, do you remember no. the opening to the Mod Squad? I don't. I don't. I didn't ever watch uh, either one of those shows. Oh. Uh, so. I don't think. Uh, do you? Uh, yeah. So help us out, man. If we're in like a '60s TV show mode. Steed and Peel. What about the Avengers? Says Cat. Oh, Steed and Peel. And she late. She she lately was in. What famous HBO show? Game of Thrones. Yes, yes. So Steed and, Pe- Steed and Peel. Ste- uh, Steed and Peel were the uh, main characters of the original Avengers oh. TV show. Steed being the guy in the bowler hat and Miss Peel. I don't know their first name. Um, you know what's interesting is I know so many of the '60s TV shows because they went into syndication. Yeah. In like the late '70s, and oh, we yeah. got to watch them er- coming home from school. Oh, we got to, I, the early, early to. I got to watch. I mean, Batman and Star Trek when I was a little little kid. So the uh, early to mid '70s for sure. My earliest yeah. television memories are probably Star Trek, Batman, and Twilight Zone, and and the Munsters and Adams Family. You know, all that stuff. So, and gross stuff like Family Affair. Ugh, I hate that show. Yeah. The opening one white, <laughs> one black, one blonde. The fa- Family Affair? Family Affair or the no, Mod Squad? Mod Squad. <laughs> oh. They were all with Mod Squad. I was like, they were all a bunch of gingers white, in that show black. with a creepy British guy. So, Jody. From Family Affair. Remember? Oh my God! What was it? There was some kind of th- hearing or something. Was it the Kavanaugh thing? And I, I shared a picture with you guys, and there was this kid who looked like Jody from Family Affairs in behind somebody. You guys remember that? It was a while ago. 
No. You don't remember it? Okay, never mind. Sorry, I don't. Anyway, it was, it was a production chat thing. Anyway, we got to go to the break. It's after nine. So we got we to gotta get back to the audio. My God, it looks like we just need to start rat- do shows where we just name different TV shows and give fun facts about it. So um, I like it, though. I like it. So let's run to the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Uh, one more hour almost of Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now... On with the show. Any will do. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, t- some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! We can do it. We shall do it. We are doing it right now. And uh, But welcome back to the program. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. Hello, sir. I did come back. I came back. I'm oh, back. good. I appreciate that. Yeah, and Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. I hope this show is maybe making your day a little bit brighter today. Welcome back. Well, being with you guys makes it a little brighter, but... Aw, thanks. So. Oh, I feel so... And Oh, and also good news. Uh, I'm going to add the Susan right now, but uh, also good news. Bobber will be uh, returning yeah. full-time next Friday. So Yes. And um, so, all right, so we're, we're calling the Sues right now. Hi, the Sues. Hi. And, uh, well, yeah, it's the Sues. The prettiest girl in Cleveland. Hi, Sues. Oh, yeah, so she's sneaking Hi, up. Are you, going to the, are you going to the attic? It's cold up there. So, all right, it's okay. Where, where are you going, Sue? She, she's I'm going, going into the attic with a bottle yeah, of wine. Is. This isn't easy. Oh, uh, my God, a bottle of wine. Can I come with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, Tennessee yes, wants yes. to go, but but he's all sad because she's gone. <laughs> she's gone, <laughs> Tenny. She's gone, dummy. So, all right. Well, well, Susan and I were tagged in a story today, and I've I've pulled this up, and I found this quite interesting. Uh, and this article comes from uh, inside my mind. I don't know. It's, I'm uh, sure it's a great, yeah. great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, it was uh, it, yeah. So I don't know what uh, it's. It's a WordPress site, but this is interesting. Uh, it, the The title of it is "Today I Learned That Not Everyone Has an Internal Monologue, and It Has Ruined My Day." 
by inside <laughs> my mind. And uh, it, and it, it starts with uh, it starts with a, a tweet from a guy named at Kyle Plant Emoji. And it says, fun fact, some people have an internal narrative and some don't. As in, some people's thoughts are like sentences they hear, and some people just have abstract, nonverbal thoughts and have to consciously verbalize them. And most people aren't aware of the other type of person. It's true. And, and well, I, can you read more of the... I mean... Yeah, I'm gonna let, I can't let me read more. I got it right here. I have I have it right. Well, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll read it. I have it. I have it right up here. Um, uh, but right. but the person says my day was completely ruined yesterday when I stumbled upon a fun fact that absolutely obliterated my mind. I saw this tweet yesterday. The tweet I just read uh, that said not everyone has an internal monologue in their head. All my life, I could hear my voice in my head and speak in full sentences as if I was talking out loud. I thought everyone experienced this, so I did not believe that it could be true at that time. Literally, the first person I asked was a classmate of mine who said she cannot hear her voice in her mind. I asked if she could uh, have a conversation with herself in her head, and she looked at me funny like I was the weird one in the situation. So I began. Uh, so I be- uh, became more intrigued. Most people I asked said that they have this internal monologue that is running rampant throughout the day. However, every once in a while, someone would say that they don't experience this. Uh, My life began (laughs) to slowly spiral out of control with millions of questions. How do they get through the day? How do they read? Uh, uh, How do they make decisions between choice A and choice B? My friend described it as concept maps that she sees in her brain. Another friend says that she literally sees words in her head as if she's trying to think about something. Um, if she's trying to think about something. I was taking ibuprofen at this point in the day because my brain was literally unable to comprehend this revelation. How have I made it 25 years oh, in this life? 20, <laughs> without realizing that people without realizing that people don't think like me. No, oh, all right, all right, let's be nice. So, um, but uh, this person says, I posted a poll on Instagram to get a more accurate assessment of the situation, because uh, you know, Instagram's super accurate. Uh, currently, not <laughs> totally scientific. Currently, 91 totally. people. Currently, 91 people have responded that they have an internal mon- monologue, and 18 people reported that they do not have this. I began asking people questions about the things that they experience, and it's quite different from the majority. So today, uh, Su- Susan and me were were both tagged, uh, or should, I should say, Susan and I. Um, Susan and I, uh, along with several of our other friends, were tagged by a family member in this article. And the majority of people that w- were tagged in it said, "Yeah, of course. Yeah, I have a running monologue in my head." And I was like, "Yeah, of course, I have a running monologue in my head." And then Susan and I talked about this just for like two seconds because she was like, I don't have that. She posted on Facebook. She says, I have no running dialogue. Who does? I shut it up. I mean, I could if I wanted to. But the thing was, you, but the thing was, you, you raised a great point, Susan. Do you remember what you said to me during the break or before? uh, Um, no. No, we're hard. Well, you said you said doesn't it drive you crazy having this yeah, voice in your head? 
and I got to thinking about it, and I do feel a little crazy now because I do have this internal monologue going constantly. Well, I you mean, know, if I've got something to debate or dispute or think about, maybe I think about it or in words or if I have to verbalize to somebody else. But <laughs> I, ha- I have it nonstop, 24-7, you know. Uh, and, and you now, think in complete sentences? I do. Does everybody think in complete sentences? I, well, let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, uh, Joe, what about you? I, I have a feeling Joe does because of his writing. I think that, that Joe probably does this all the time because our sense of humor is very similar. And usually I'm like always trying to work out a joke in my head or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have to go say, ahead. yes, I, I definitely do. I, I, I go farther than that. I not only have a, a constant monologue going in my head, but I also have a constant audience in my head. Oh. It claps when things are good? <laughs> it, it's just there. It really doesn't yeah. clap or express disapproval. It just is there. I always think... You know, it's all. It's like if I'm thinking of politics, I'm thinking of of debating, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking of debating points and and talking points and 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 facts and things like that. But I do think in complete sentences because I think of how I would be yelling at my opponents. <laughs> all right, here here we go. We, we've got people in the chat room chiming in right yes. now. Uh, yes, well, meow, good, meow, meow, meow. It's a constant thing. Yeah, it's a constant. Thing. In fact, I write. Here's a little secret. I write the clown car every week that way without writing yeah. it down. Well, Joe, the same wow. thing with, with me it is like, you know, when I do comedy bits, I don't write mm-hmm. on paper. I just hit record because I'm already working on it in my head. Right. I, you know, I, I, like I'll lay down and I'll start writing it laying on a couch. Yeah. I mean, I might go back and erase some of it, but it, it's that's pretty much what I do. I, I, you know, I just recorded, but, um, uh, I think meow goodness is joking, but, uh, he, he says, I have a running joke in my head. That's good. But Francie, <laughs> Francie says, I think in pictures, I think we all do. <laughs> Francie says, I think in pictures I do to a certain degree as well, but there Thank is still you, the Francie. dialogue. Thank you. And cats. That's crazy. Shoot. Why and, would I think in a voice? Uh, well, no, no, I don't think. Uh, no, that's the thing, though, Suze. I don't think anybody says. Oh, sorry, I'll wait until. You... No, 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 but and then uh, no, that's the thing. So you you made me second guess myself because I have this running dialogue. Because you were like, "How doesn't that you know make you go nuts?" Um, and now I'm like, I'm being "Oh my god, I'm a judgy judger." No, it's okay. Sorry. You, I know you are, and I love you for it. You're in. The- um, but uh. <laughs> And then uh, Kat says, I have an internal monologue as well. So, but uh, Rain, what were you going to say? Go ahead. I. Cats uh, is a dialogue, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cat says, I have an internal dialogue. I think that that's. Dialogue. Oh, oh, di- oh, oh, dialogue. So, yeah. So, yeah. Sh- yeah. So, she's saying that she's she has. Uh, like like you said, Joe. Well, you know, or maybe you know, call and response. You know, a performer audience kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, sure, sure. 
you could call that a dialogue. Yeah, you can go like that. Yeah. If I'm thinking about debating uh, uh, a topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, oh, you I, I actually in your head. Actually, if I'm I thinking d- about debating a topic. Then I can do that. But I'm saying like, I, I, if I want to, if most of the time I just prefer to think nothing, and it's just like blissfully silent because I think that's better for every my brain. You know. Like I, I'm not, like I'm not walking down the street and going. Eh, I am walking down the street. Like I'm not narrating my own life, you know, like the Wonder Years or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is yeah. that how it is? <clears throat> can, I, can I raise well, my hand? Yeah. Oh, yeah, real quick, please. real quick. Uh, yeah, real quick, Rain. But no, I think I have an I, internal I dial. I, I uh, no, just I'm saying <laughs> I, no, no, Rain. I'm saying just give me a second, real quick. Oh. Okay. And then. I'll, um, but I think I do actually have an internal dialogue like Kat does too, because I'll start saying things in my brain and I will tell myself to shut up if, if it, or, or, or you have a point or something like that. I actually do that. Um, so I actually do have, uh, you know, I have a, like a critical, you know, voice. I have like a rambling part and then a critical part and the critical part will tell the rambling part to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's true. It's absolutely true. Uh-huh. You know, it, but yeah. it, typically the the rambling part is about like memories that are maybe not so savory or something like that. And in, in the in the in the you know critical voice would be like, "Shut up! You don't need to dwell on that kind of shit." So, but Rain, yeah. take your time, um, Rain. I, w- I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I think I think that we're I think that because I read this article. <clears throat> yeah. I read this article that, you know, Sue's posted, and I, I literally said right there in, in her thread, it's both for me. It's both. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's both and, for me, too, and but I don't, I don't know. A perfect example is, is right now, because right now I listened, I did, I actually really did listen to everything you said without creating a scenario to my responses of what you would say. Like... It's a really hard way to explain it. It is. It, it, it took me a long time to do this, to actually sit back and listen and listen to what people say. Yeah. I when, think it's pleasurable to hear what other people say, you know. But that's why I love talk radio. But here's, uh-huh. here's the thing, and here's the thing that's going to soothe. Here's the thing. <laughs> listen to what they're going to say without giving an an answer or response until they're done saying what they're going to say. And I'm guilty of that too. Some t- <clears throat> when I'm alone, when I am alone, I do have conversations with myself. You know, I I, I like Francie said in the chat, I think in pictures. I also think in things that I've read in the past. I think I think in images because I do. I want to create paintings. I want to make things. Yeah, you're an artist. Yeah. You know, I want to make things. So it makes it hard sometimes to actually sit back and listen. And and when I read this article, I found it really interesting because it, it the person the person correct me if I'm wrong, but the person said that they found it almost inconceivable that they didn't have an inner dialogue when communicating with other people. 
That was part of it. That would and, be a lot to listen to. And, uh, I, I'm doing it right now. I mean, uh, I, I, it's it's just how my brain a lot works. Of voices. Yeah, it, it's how your brain works. Yeah. So I can sit here and say, I like the smell of poop, right? <laughs> and you're having, you're you might be having an inner di- dialogue about how do I respond to Rain's Rain saying that she likes the smell of poop. I don't, by the way. Good. good. <laughs> some people, but that it does evoke some feelings. Tennessee yeah. does. But but some people some people will will think will make that inner dialogue. Oh, she likes the smell of poop, and then make a judgment. Yes. Other people won't. They will think, they will hear that, and they will take a step back and say, I need to think about that. Mm. So I find that whole, I find the, the article <clears throat> very interesting, but yeah. also I will say, I will find it, I, I found it also very simplistic. I, I really, okay. I, I really did yeah, find this it was, simplistic. Yeah, this was shared by a, a, a family member who, uh, you know. I'm not negating it. I'm no, not, no, I mean, no, I, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that it was shared by a family member. And, I, it, it, you know, I thought it would be a more learned article when I was reading it uh, at first, but it really wasn't. Uh, but uh, to go back to you thinking in pictures as an artist, I th- I do the same thing I think in pictures but there are words to go with that. I'm constantly yes. analyzing the pictures and saying this will look right this way but it wouldn't look right with this and I might need to take it in a little and I might need to move it, make that a little more rounded, make that a little more sharp, you know, kind of things like that, blend the colors this way. But there is there still is a running dialogue that accompanies the pictures. It's like you know, uh, what what it, Rush Rush has an album, words and pictures, right? So yes. yeah. So um, when, when Sue, when you say you don't think that way, I don't, I don't know if you meant it to be like. Um, I don't know what you meant. I can't quite honestly. I, I think the she dialogue uh, in my head is what I'm saying, and I'm more visual. You know, like there's no voice that's constantly. In my head, and I'm surprised when I hear my voice recorded. I'm like, "Is that me?" When I hear myself singing, I'm like, "Is that me?" Because I don't hear my voice in my head a lot. That's what I'm saying. You I see, don't think anybody does. I think we, we yeah, the, Susan, Susan and I came came at this from the same exact angle. Like we couldn't believe somebody else, you know, operated mentally. You know, it's like at first I was like, oh, how how could that it, and, and, you know, how could you how do you function that way? And and Susan said to me, how how can you deal with that voice all the time? <laughs> and so so we both kind of like Maybe were surprised by because it. I didn't I did not interpret it. I, I might have to go back and reread it mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I did not. In, I, I thought about when I read that article. I read it as somebody who just says something without thinking, mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody who says something by trying to take it and absorb it and come come to the thing that they're going to say by way of thought. 
And I know that Sue's, I mean, we, we did Resistor Sisters. She doesn't yeah, yeah. say, she doesn't blurt out shit like, oh, fart monkey. <laughs> fart monkey. Okay. See? You see? I like, I in, like in fart In Sue's monkeys. thread, I said I could do it either way. I could, I could go either way. <laughs> I, I found that article very intriguing, but I found it to be void. It, it, just some, there are some people in this world who know how to just speak their mind no matter what. <laughs> and and yeah. there are many times, there are many times here on this show in my very safe place, I find this show a safe place, I will speak Good. my mind. But when I am out there in the world, I listen to people and I think about what they're saying and then I actually have to think about what am I going to say to respond to them, especially when it, especially when it comes to something that that's sensitive. Yeah. And well, I just did that. I mean, not necessarily sensitive, but I just did that right now. When you said fart monkey, my mind started racing and I was like in, in it, in my internal dialogue was like, you have the fart clip, go find the chimpanzee screaming, play fart monkey. And so, so I did, and I'm saying, I think this applies. And then I went, it does. So. it does apply. It does apply. And I think that's how I'm able to do this. That's how I think I'm able to do this show where I do the audio clips and stuff because the dialogue in my brain is always telling me, okay, they just said this, you need to set this up, you know? So, yeah. so what, what were you going to say? But is it Seuss? an actual voice that's telling you in a complete sentence to do that? Yes. Or is it just like, really? Because mine would just be two pictures, fart and monkey, and then I would find the clip. You know what I mean? Like, no. That's how yes. My brain it's, 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 Actually, it's words. I really would, do. It wouldn't hear a complete sentence. It I, just... happens all every every minute of the day for me. Wow, that's just yeah. interesting how people's brains are different. That's all, and that you know, I don't mean to be judgy yeah. and say that my brain is no. the best brain in the entire world. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But I, if I, I was so smart, I'd be rich. But you know, <laughs> well, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, the, sometimes uh, I do literally have to think before I say something. Yeah, and the reason why so is because you know what. Y'all watched a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, oh, fudge! Right? Yeah, I've done that. Well, so there is in in my mind, and I'm only speaking on behalf of my mind. There are times when I really, literally, have to think before I say something. And usually, I will be very honest about this. Usually. It's when I'm not around people I completely feel comfortable with. Yeah. Well, there you go. And I, I mean that sincerely. Um, you don't well, even want to know uh, the let, things that I don't <laughs> voice in my head around Bob. Oh, well, you know, I mean, there are things that I, I, I mean. I hope that makes sense. It does. It does. There are things I voice in my head constantly that I wouldn't want anybody to know. But what's but, the chat room saying? How well, that's that's what I was going to say. That's that's what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I read uh, So. No way. <laughs> um, 
All right, so so here is so here is uh, here are some of the comments right now. Um, Francie says sometimes I have an internal dialogue. Some, sometimes it's abstract. Heather says mm-hmm. I, I agree. Francie, I ignore the other voices. Um, Kat says silence drives me insane. Miles, the dialogues uh, with little angel and devil on my shoulders get monotonous. So I demoted the angel to toenail maintenance. <laughs> Glad you're taking things seriously, Miles. Uh, and I hope you uh, have fun rewatching The Kingsman as well. Uh, Jay Colley says I occasionally have an internal dialogue. If I'm tired, I sometimes lose my train of thought in the middle of the, of the dialogue. I'm with Jake Collie on that. <clears throat> and seriously, so he falls asleep on himself. That's all. And where we, where do we go? Uh, Dad says I have an internal dialogue all the time. No surprise, I have one as well. Dad, thank you for bequeathing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Miles says I visualize things sometimes, like the joke. What's the last thing to go through the bug's mind when he hits the windshield it's butthole <laughs> so again um, way to take it seriously Miles. and theo says <laughs> i sometimes theo says i sometimes hear comedy one-liners at inappropriate moments hearing the voice of john banner as sergeant schultz saying i see nothing nothing <laughs> during the meditation and he says Dur- but during a meditation when i was displacing my uh, or i'm sorry <laughs> displacing disciplining myself to focus on yeah. darkness and silence uh, almost caused me to asphyxiate holding in the laughter true story he says and he said uh, really? follow, follow up that's heavy fo- what theo just said was heavy and a follow-up from theo uh follow-up from theo says i also once had a moment of revelation which manifested in the voice of stan laurel uh cat says sometimes i will think uh in sounds but the internal dialogue is far more common for me as a musician, I think in sounds quite a bit too cat. I'll I'll write yeah. I've written guitar riffs and things like that, melodies in my head. Um Speaking and then um Earl oh. <clears throat> my doggy. And then what do we um Is Earl your pup? Or did Earl hang out with you when you when you napped? When I napped today, no. Su- Susan said Earl's my doggy because I-, I thought Earl oh, napped next to Sue's uh, at your dog. party. So, oh, did did Earl nap with you, Suze? Uh, I napped today. Uh, no, no. It no, it rained we here. We were here. I last Earl last oh, June. No, he didn't, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Bastard. <clears throat> He's just a sweet pup. Um, sweet pup bastard. Okay, I don't have have napped with you. Dog. See, no with internal dog, dialogue. Man. So anyway, yeah, that's most of our comments. There, we we should probably wrap up this segment though. But this is interesting because now yeah, it, you know, yeah, what the chat room thought and what other people do and how their brains work. Because I don't know, I don't. Well, it's it's I mean, so I, cool. I it's it's pretty cool to me because we both looked at each other like, how do you do that? You know, and <laughs> and it's like. Okay, so we came to an understanding. It's like not everybody's brain has to work the same way. So in in Casa del Pick, um, you know, 
we we can get along with our brains working completely different ways and i i wish bob was here tonight because honestly we've without this 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 article bob and i Mm -hmm. have had conversations bob is very um logical and he has the ability to think creatively but he comes at it from a logical point of view Mm mm-hmm and I come at everything from a, a what could be point of view, mm-hmm. and and you know what 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 Kenny is speaking about with you two, it's it, he and I are very very different people when it comes to thinking. And this is something we just learned tonight after being together for twenty two years. That's I took amazing, for granted. Guys. I took for granted. Learning different you know. things about each other. Oh, you know what this is? You know what this is? Resistor Sisters? Do you know yes, what this is? Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Oh, no, no. What it is is... Uh, getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. you. Getting to like you. Getting to hold now with right. a famous hot gravy. Oh wait, what? Um, <laughs> so gravy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, damn it. Goodness, I'm used to Kenny putting hot gravy on things, but yeah, it's he does. true. Put hot gravy on things. So do I. No, sir, I don't like it. this. All right, we got to yeah, wrap so up this segment, and I hope that we can return yeah. to it in the future. I think we yeah. we can. Well, we, I mean, everybody's brain's different, but I just, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I could have an, an internal dialogue if I found it to be interesting, but I don't really. If you haven't gotten to it at this point, I mean, you're not going still to. Races with images and different things that at night sometimes if I can't sleep, but that's like usually because I haven't had any chamomile tea, you know. That happens to me all the time, Sue. That's why I said my my brain works on those two different lanes, and and sometimes, honestly, it's 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 almost maddening. It's almost maddening. Uh, Like I just want to be like I would like to shut off all that and do this, but I feel like I have to keep my feet in these two worlds. Yeah, I know. Right now, I sound like a crazy lady, but I'm saying this because I trust everybody in this. I trust. You're not crazy. All right. Uh, last, la- uh, last comment from the chat. Heather says, my mind is a cesspool tonight. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we well, got to get good. Susan. Enjoy we it. Got, Enjoy we, it, Heather. We got to get Susan out of the attic. But Susan, uh, I love you, sweetie. Seriously. Thank you for thank you for uh, uh, discussing the article with us. Uh, or or the, the, the yeah. less, less the article and more the concept. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, all right. I'll see you in a minute. All right, talk to you later. All right, bye bye. So, all right. Uh, so there we go, Joe. Um, is this a conversation you've ever had with uh, with Barb? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, do, do you guys think the same way, or or no. do you have no? no? No, no. She's more of a hmm. She thinks she remembers things differently than I do. Okay. She remembers impression more than fact. Okay. Oh. Um, so she thinks in a different way. She remembers in a different way. 
So I guess she perceives things in a different way. She's she, she's more of an impression person. I'm more of a factual person. She's an impressionist. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> uh, well, and no, that's interesting. That's interesting. So yeah, maybe we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more when we come back. Uh, you know, if if it wasn't so. Uh, Awful to have Susan go up in the attic or the basement where it's cold. It wouldn't I'm really be glad she's yeah. out of the attic. God damn. Yeah, she, she's of, coming down the stairs right now. She's got her bottle of vino. A really with her bad seventies movie. So yeah, and book. Yeah, she, she she'd be she looking like Jack that. Nicholson at the end of The Shining up there in a minute. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we actually have a maze made out of bushes up in the attic. Uh, so. <laughs> oh. But anyway, yeah. So if you if you want to talk about it a little bit more, Joe, uh, when we come back from the break, uh, th- th- this is interesting. Sure. I, mean, I mean, we yeah. talked about dreams like the uh, you know last show. So just thought processes. This is a, a kind of an interesting um, thing to me. And Joe, uh, yeah, I want to touch back on how we write. That's really fascinating, and the way I write is very similar to how rain said she paints but i add words to the pictures too so so um, yeah very interesting oh and i'll share what kind of paint i just bought too when we come back so yeah um but all right we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this everybody hang tight we'll be back for more fun we are living in the most spectacular difficult and dangerous period in history In search of knowledge, we have probed the depths of nature, never before explored. We have challenged the sky and sent great engines thrusting far into space. Amazing feats. Our sacrifices have been many. Our discoveries constant. And our questions unending. The courage to see through these troubled times to a bright future comes from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick.
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. I am Miles Lagant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Hi, this is Tim Coramal from The Tim Coramal Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And in a week, I'll be able to say thank you, Washington, D.C. twice because Bobber will be back. Yay. And I'll be able to play. Uh, Hello, Bob. So, uh, but yeah, this is, wow. This is, again, this is so fascinating to me. Because this is something I've never thought about. My internal dialogue <laughs> or internal debate or, or whatever it is. Um, I, I, I've never thought that anybody would think differently. And to me, it's it's absolutely fascinating. And Joe, you, uh, you were talking about the difference between how you and Barb think. And I, I, I find this fascinating. She... She's more gets more of an impression, and you're more of you know you're down the line like words and um, factual. Yeah. If we if we observe an event, mm-hmm. okay, she and and then like maybe two months later we're recalling that event. She won't remember um, specifically facts about the event. Mm-hmm. Not that she doesn't remember facts, but but. She more remembers the impressions she had or the, the emotional emotions she had mm. to that event rather than I do. I, I more look at, I could tell you the time, place, how many people were there. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like that. She's more like, how did this, how did I feel? How did this impress me? Mm-hmm. And doesn't, doesn't that come down to really what we're talking about? I, I, I honestly I feel so. that way. I think so. You know, it, it's it's a different... I mean, again, the article that we're talking about, internal dialogue versus 
<clears throat> not having an internal dialogue. Barb is... If you were to ask me about something that happened three weeks ago, I would tell you more about the feelings that I had as opposed to the actual event. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to talk about the actual things that we talked about. For example, a couple of weeks ago, hung out with Sandy and Durwood. Mm. I probably could not tell you every single thing that happened that night. But I could tell you that we had a good time. We laughed at this. We laughed at that. We met this guy. We met that guy. We laughed at him or yeah. with him. And... <laughs> Well, and, and you know, it's it's. I, I, I'm thinking now that I hear you guys talk about this, I think that I might have a mix of both because I can yeah. tell you, like, I'll. Uh, here's the thing, and this is this might be a bad quality, um, but I think it stems from me being bullied as a kid. Um, is people would, you know, criticize my appearance or what I was wearing or, or, or whatever. And I, I, that made me hypercritical and I can look at somebody's face and say something about their face, you know, and, and compare it to something else or remember what they were wearing or, or, or that, and also remember what they said and, you know, have an overall impression. So, so I think that, you know, I might Joe, like you're saying, I might be somewhere between you and Barb on that is I, I get the factual and the impression to a certain degree. Yeah, I think I think it's not that I don't record impressions and she doesn't record facts. Mm-hmm. But if we were to discuss an event that happened, it would be more of her recollection would be more of the emotion or the the, the feeling, yeah. and more of mine would be like if we had if we heard if we had a conversation with somebody, how they felt about the conversation. Yes. The impressions she got from the other person. And I would be more on the words that were said. Yes. Yeah. I could tell you, I could tell you the dialogue. Mm-hmm. She could tell you the impression. That's where we get outside, uh, outside of the way the brain works. And you know what? what and Rain, to your point there, think about like when it comes to like um, witnesses to a crime. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where somebody somebody is like, you know, oh well, you know, he was big and scary and he was going nuts and you know, I was scared for my life. Whereas there's another person that says, Oh, well he was wearing a green button down shirt and blue jeans and white sneakers and had on a you know, a a, a cavalier's hat, <laughs> you know. Um you know, it, it, it so it's interesting. Because, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, we, we see stuff like that if, if you look, watch it, crime dramas or, or whatever, or you look at crime dramas and, um, oh, this person's an unreliable witness. No, they're just, they're just giving witness to what their brain has processed. Exactly. So, so I think this is a bigger, you know, it, because of the way their brain works. So I think this is important. And, you know, and and actually, the more 
this is discussed and studied uh not just by uh, not just by us obviously because we're not you know the big breakthrough team for you know the csi or whatever <laughs> but um but you know if, if we get a better understanding of how people process things in their in their minds um you know it, it you know it could come to a greater understanding of of um everything (laughs) you know well yeah i think yes i agree with that but if we take it back down to like just a basic level i think it would be really good and this is something that i i I had i was with a man before bob a man a man (laughs) and and bob is friends a glistening hunk of man meat Bob is friends with him now. He's okay. he's still a, a dear, dear friend to me. He's actually somebody who allowed me to open up my mind to the 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 reality that I could paint again. And okay. we had these kinds of conversations. So this this is something that he's an artist. I'm an artist. We've had these like deep philosophical conversations because this really conversations my new york slipped out big time we had like these kind of things where i you know i would be like i want to paint again i don't know how to paint again and i remember saying to him specifically i'm supposed to make money at this and he said to me you're not you're not you need to create and then I would go back and forth with him, and he would go back and forth with me about how his his thought process worked and how my thought process worked. Our brains worked differently. Ken's brain works differently. Sue's yeah. brain does. Joe's does, and so does Barb's. And it comes down to this thing, and it's just, I, to me, and I, I'm so glad that he's still part of my life because he really allowed me to unlock this idea that I had to be something. Um, All you got to do is just be nice to somebody else. And all you have to do in the end, and I mean this so sincerely, all you got to do in the end is be nice to your yourself. Yeah. And that's hard sometimes. Yes, it is. Hard. Yes, it is. It really is hard. But, um, I'll be the first to admit it. You just, you know, people. People always say. People always happy. say, if you're gonna love anybody else, you gotta love yourself first. And it's like that is not easy to. It's, I mean, that's not it, easy to do. I, I mean, I think on my best day, I tolerate myself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll be honest in, in that sense is, is like, you know, there, uh, it, it's tough. I mean, no, I, I I'm not going to say I hate myself or anything like that. I, you, you, you know, didn't say that, but, uh, uh, but there are, I'm very critical of myself. So I, uh, you know, it's like, I'm more critical of myself than anybody else in the world. I would say, except Donald John Trump. Um, because he's a giant, he's a giant hunk of shit. Um, Sue's the first person to say, don't be that critical of yourself. 
Well, that's the thing. The critical part is my inner dialogue that is constantly going on. I, I've never said this until now because we're talking about it now. So, uh, but yes, I, you know, my inner dialogue is very critical, especially about past events, you know, and that's where my debate team comes in, in my head, where I start beating myself up about something I did when I was, you know, 20 or 25 or, you know, 15 or 10 or whatever. And I'm like, and then the other voice, you know, again, the debate team will come in and say, shut up, focus on the now, not that shit. You know, I don't know if you guys have that or not, Joe. I mean, since, you know, it seems like your brain and my brain kind of uh, seemingly uh, work similarly. Do you have that going on in your head? Is there shit that comes up that you're not so proud of that you're like, another voice will come in or or it's you know another version of your voice comes in and says shut up stop fucking thinking about that shit <laughs> yeah well yeah a lot like sometimes i bite my tongue uh yeah you bite the tongue of your mind <laughs> yeah like you don't want it no you don't want to be thinking about that um yeah sure that happens um i there's things that you think that you're saying I'd be ashamed if I, anybody heard me think that, <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, I think it's like a self-check kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's it, part of your super ego. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I think it's it's part of your super ego because even though you're not verbalizing something that you might not be proud of, um, even thinking it, you know, mm. it's wrong. So it's sort of like a self-check. Yeah. Again, now, super ego. Yeah, Heather no. says Heather says I criticize myself more than I criticize Donnie dumbass. Heather, no, don't no. do that. Don't do that. Uh, he's so no, no, you, no. He's, you can criticize him so much more. Oh. Just work harder. Work harder at criticizing him because uh, you can do it. Cuz he's a big dumb hunk of shit. Um and you this are a beautiful one. And you're a beautiful human being, Heather. So, there you go. Joe, yes, what were you going to say? She is. Just, again, I, I think that it's a self-check in our minds. Mm-hmm. Oh! That's right. You know, Sorry. Is that Earl? That was one of them. Well, okay. <laughs> My uh, inner dialogue to- told me it was one of them. <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, I think I think it's 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 part of your superego. It's part of what you you are. You know how you conduct yourself in society is the way you think. Yeah. Next episode of Turn Up the Night, Carl Young edition. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I. Mm. I do, I do have, I do have a, a, a Carl, at least one Carl Young book. Uh, so maybe we can, uh, huh? Me too. Oh, okay. There we go. On the next edition so. of Turn Up the Night, we will have Hank Freud, great 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 grandson, <laughs> and Jerry, and Jerry to, Young. I know we have to close this up, but yeah. For me, mm-hmm. <clears throat> speaking totally for me. I needed another 
person who I trusted and who was a creative to help me come out of this this box that I was in. And this literally was around the same time when I left my first husband. Yeah. And so I think I think it's really important to be around people who will challenge your mind, not in a stupid way, because that did sound stupid, but people who will challenge you. Um, and I, I say this from a creative point of view, will challenge you when when you say, I don't, I, I can't, I can't paint anymore. And th- they'll come back and be like, well, why? Because this, this, and this. And it's like, well, you got the stuff in you. How come you're not making art? Mm. And and literally, from from where I am, this person said, you have no excuse. And he literally put the stuff down in front of me. Put the paper, put the paint, put the tape, put the knife. All of it. And so you don't nice. have an excuse. Oh well, um, but by the way, Rain, you, uh, yeah. you said it sounded silly, but I'll tell you what: if I ever change the name of this program, if politics if politics get to be too much, I'm going to change it to Mind Challenge with Kenny Pick. I love that. <laughs> so, also, real quick, but I'll make this part of my parting shot. Um, I just bought Zenacolor, Zenacolor acrylic paint set, twenty four acrylic paints, twenty four tubes. Uh, eighteen ninety seven on Amazon Prime. Rain. That that's the acrylic paint I just bought. So I don't know if it's quality or not, but I figure for eighteen ninety seven. Hey, how can I go wrong, right? Hey, boom! I hope it's I hope it's thick. <clears throat> I hope it's not dog shit. Is what I hope. So or cat shit or monkey shit. Or monkey farts. Four and a half stars. Yeah, four and a half stars was pretty good. So, uh, but I, yeah, I really hope it's not. Uh, I hope it's not monkey farts in the tubes. <laughs> so, all right, let's go ahead and wrap up the show right now. Parting shots. In uh, in, I hope everybody's happy that we didn't. We only only talked about Wilbur Ross and his bad dye job for the most part, and his inhumanity. Um, but yeah, we're 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 gonna cool down on the politics for a while, and I think this is a good therapeutic show for everybody. I hope hope everybody feels good uh, going out of this right now. So, uh, parting shots. Uh, Joe, would you like to go first? I'd just like to say that, uh, just to inject a little politics in here, at least we'll all be able to enjoy the weekend and early next week without having that that fucking orange piece of shit pounding his chest that he's been exonerated, taking a seat at the super fucking ball, you know, with his chest. Well, he doesn't puff out his chest. He sort of leans forward, you know, but like like a gorilla. Not to insult gorillas, but um, you know he's more like one of those uh, uh, weeble dolls. Weebles wobble, no, but they don't weebles fall down. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah, yes. fall down. Yes. Yeah, but I pay money to see him fall down, though. Go ahead. They're not going to have the vote on his acquittal till Wednesday, so yeah. we won't have to put up with his f- bullshit on the State of the Union message. 
uh, we won't have to put up with his bullshit at the Super Bowl or when he's getting yeah. interviewed with Hannity. Uh, so Still you know, if you like the Super Bowl and you like sports, watch it now because you won't have to put up with looking at at his big fat face gloating. Yeah. Oh, and and by the way, Fat Donnie, you still been impeached for life. It happened for life forever. And, and you know what? You may be acquitted, but you're not exonerated. Yes, exactly. All right, and a teaser for the clown car. Anything for that, or are you still working on uh, clown car? No, we're having a version of. Um, <clears throat> let's see, we're having a version of. Well, let me show you. Let's see if I can. Upload a picture here. Show you right. some of the short. Okay, here. Sure. Yeah, you look for that. But as soon as you're I done got it, posting I got it, here it, it comes. You, that's what we're doing. Uh, there you that's go. What we're doing on Sunday. <clears throat> so, so what I'm seeing is uh, Law and Order Impeachment Unit 542. <laughs> well, episode 542. Episode and 542. we've got Jerry Nadler uh, and Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and uh, that's uh, oh god, what's it? What's his name? Hakeem Jeffries. Joaquin Jeffries, yeah, he's awesome. Hakeem, I, Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem. So Hakeem. Hakeem, sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's Hakeem. I did. I thought it was Joaquin. Hakeem, yeah, with an H. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Hakeem. Yep. That's so, that's our. Uh, we're gonna do a little uh, Law and Order without any witnesses or evidence. Bum 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 bum. Nice. Bum, bum. All right. And Rain, what is your parting shot? Tonight? First off, to, oh, I don't know. I, I got so many parting shots. Do you, I guess, uh, you, know, do you want to talk about, um, would you like to talk about Paul Newman? and? Um, no, because no. <laughs> Paul Newman is dead. Well, Chris Gersoffrens is not, and he's still a glistening hunk of man yeah, he's, meat. He's close to dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, God! Oh, that hurts. Chris Gersoffrensen, if you happen to stumble upon this podcast, I'm sorry. Earlier tonight, it was on Twitter, it was trending, rest in peace, GOP, to which I say, no, 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 no. GOP doesn't deserve any fucking rest. Or oh yeah, they don't deserve that either. They they need to just go to sleep and have night sweats forever, like any woman who has had menopause. Wait a minute, I got it. How about GOP die in eternal horror? <laughs> so so seriously, I I did I did tweet this out. The GOP does not deserve to rest in peace. It deserves no peace whatsoever. And right yeah. now, I feel it needs to be haunted to the point of having night sweats. No justice, yeah. no peace. Die in eternal horror, GOP. Especially you, Ted Cruz, you squidgy little motherfucker. All of them. Oh. God yeah. damn it, all of them. Rand I'm Paul. Really... Oh, Rand Paul got bumped up on my fucking list this week, too. Yeah. So, so the <laughs> other the other parting shot is yeah, it, it, it looks like it looks like uh, the 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 final vote isn't going to happen until until Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> So um, the shit given is going to have to give the State of the Union the State of the Union, knowing that he is still impeached. He's still mm -hmm. impeached, and he is not acquitted. 
God bless and we have, the United States. We have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That is a whole lot of days for news to drop. Whole lot of shaking going on. So there you go. I know, I know. I'm I'm always gonna be optimist optimistic, but we got five days. And well, Lev Parnas is still out there know, and he's still here, alive. Here's like I said, we we have to look forward to November third. And we have to hope that the Democratic Party starts making uh, clips and films of everything that went on the last couple weeks. Yes. And use them relentlessly all spring, summer, and fall. Um, in every state where we're challenging senators, in every whatever presidential nominee yes. it is, we have to start. Let's hope that the messaging here coming out of this sticks. I'm I, telling I you what. To, I wanted to add one more thing. Because Joe reminded me of this. And you can go to to my Twitter or to my Facebook page. The next election is more important than ever before. And we know this. But I also put on Facebook and on Twitter every one of the grievances that were put out in the Declaration of Independence. Because most people only read, like, the first part. And they don't read the 27 grievances that we had against King George III. Read them. Read them. Because what we did then, when we declared Declaration of Independence, that was the first impeachment ever. This nation was born upon impeachment. We impeached the monarchy. And we went to war for it. I'll give you an amen for that. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap things up right now. Very poignant, Rain. Thank you for that. And uh, you know what? My parting shot is I'm going to dig through my audio from the last several years and maybe try and put together some mock-ups for commercials and send them to Democrats. (laughs) Yes. You know, and say, is this America? And then I'll play. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Well, maybe I won't do that, but, uh, you know, who knows what I'll play. It'll be a tip-top commercial, whatever I come up with. Tip-top. Anyway. Uh, but, all right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up right now. Thank you guys very much. Great show tonight. Thank you for uh, uh, our listeners. Uh for abiding uh, by us not talking too many politics tonight because uh, it's a little overwhelming right now. We've all had a lot of stuff going on and it is nice to have a breather and talk about things that aren't the shithole that has been created by the Trump cult. And, um, and yeah, I, I really don't have anything else to add. We'll see everybody on Tuesday, and of course, I'll be on Mike Check Radio this Sunday with uh, Miles, Michelle, and Adam Hebert. Check out all the other fine programs we have here on Turn Up the Night. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the funny papers, kids. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. 
We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! <laughs> That's it! Woo! News flash, you stupid fucking cock! Any cock will do!